Oh, boys, we are back for the last show of this shit show we call 2020, man. Hey, I want to thank everyone for riding along on this crazy train with us. Uh, it's been another good week this yeah, week, man. Yeah, from the, the Zoom meetings of, yeah. uh, of the quarantine. That's right. We did have a couple yeah, Zoom Yeah, we had like four or so Zooms, and yeah, it kind of sucked. I didn't like that as much as I like sitting around next to you guys. Yeah, I know what. We had uh, Tim Ponslov on mm-hmm. a Zoom meeting. He was our first Zoom meeting, and then a... Mr. Brad Bowen was on one. Uh, no, Brad was our first one. River, River Tactical uh, Ellis. Ellis, yeah, he was on there. Frank was it? Zubel. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think that was about the four, uh, the four Zoom meetings we I, had. Yeah. You sure we didn't talk to the the Upside Down Boys? Who? Down boys. The the guys from Down Under. Yeah. Uh, I no, don't. No, that was on here. That was it. I remember sitting there and. No, because remember that's when I ripped one in a chair. I thought we had a no. We had a video going. I thought that's who that was with. Uh, he, was, he was on too, video, on but video. he was here. Oh, uh, okay. Because gotcha, yeah, he's always gotcha. in Zoom. Because he's and then from we under. We did a down under. A, 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 a FaceTime call with a uh, guy from down in Florida. Um, drawing a blank on his name. Guy that uh, peacock bass fishes with the little yeah, muddler flies. Johnny Morris. Um, Driscoll. John Driscoll. There you go. <laughs> this, this is like Sir Charades, but Chad could talk Don't to us. Don't forget, Chad. <laughs> You're supposed to remember this shit. Yeah. I'll give You're you making some, us look bad here. I'll give you some more because I can't remember, man. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, you know the hey, one guy. Tonight we got Tommy Fleming coming on. He's a dude that used to work on a cruise ship and just get the saltwater fish on, like on the cruises, like when everyone just barred, uh, got off the the boats. To his carry-on with a fly rod. Yeah, so we'll get to hear some some good stories about that. He's back up in western uh, Western New York now. It's like being a flight attendant, right? Er, Dropping we, off. Yeah, me. man. It's like a like party a, everywhere with a pole, fishing rod. It's like that show below deck. Yeah, oh yeah. I know. Since, uh, We're gonna get to him. Speaking of the, <laughs> bu- 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 nobody uh, like none of the listeners ever get to hear <laughs> your little pre. Oh, Before the, with the no, guest, we're, dude. we're taping do, that you, shit. Do you today. need a, you need a warm up today since last week's or last runs went a little rough? You know what? We might uh I might just press record uh when little, I do my little warm there up. There you go. Nice. That way that way everyone gets to hear it. Yeah. People know what's going on here. <laughs> we'll let it build up a little bit. <laughs> Nobody knows what the heck should, we're should talking you, about. Should you, should we should play. Should we should let anybody know our music. Well, at <laughs> least they'll understand why we're chuckling half the time when the guys come in. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's a little bit of icebreaker for the guys, too, you know? Oh, absolutely. He's like, what? Uh, What is going on? You know they want to start laughing as soon as they come on, but they can't. Hold on, hold on. When you hear it, we are looking at Chad as you would be. That's how we are sitting here looking at him. Like, what the fuck's he doing for three seconds? What is going on in his brain? Is he seizuring? I don't want to know what's going on in your brain. (laughs) But, hey, my brain thoughts are being brought to us live by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. Sims Fishing. I'm sure a lot of people got some Sims here in the last couple of days. Check them out, simsfishing.com. It was underneath my Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Find yourself some Air X hooks. Uh, I taught a sweet game changer uh, on Air X hook, the, uh, the curve. Rook at my game changer, everybody. Rook at yeah, it. Yeah, game name, changer. My name, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's Dr. J. But Get it's right. on them damn right. Rx hooks, and that's what matters. Yep, irxhooks.com. Also, Yeti, check them guys out. Hey, tonight's show is being recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. Yeah, if you're traveling around, why not fishing? Check out their app, The Dog. Queen City Guiding, our buddy Ryan Evans. 
Find uh, all your flies. He has materials and uh, guided service. Stream run steelhead right now or any type of other fishing you may want to do in the western New York area. I know he just got those in. I think he got the PR370. The PR 378s in stock. I think so. QueenCityGuiding.com. It's a very coveted hook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People love it. Speaking Mark's of loving a, it. Speaking of a coveted hook, Mark, do you do you have time to tell a story? Oh, what story? About yesterday? Oh, yesterday? Yeah. With the can. coveted hook? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Try to get Derek his last fish for the end of the year. You mean first fish? First fish. <laughs> yeah. First fish, <laughs> last fish. Last trip. First <laughs> fish on the last trip of the year. It was brutal yesterday. I had to work in the morning, so I figured get out about one o'clock. Hopefully, heat of the day be a little bit better. Well, heat of the day, <laughs> heat of the day was seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> thinking at least maybe by that time of the day the guides won't be frozen up. No, it was just it was a crapshoot. We kind of hit the main spots. Nothing moved. Worked around, just nothing was moving. So finally, I got we got further down, and there's a little more of a current to it. There's a tree that comes out almost. Probably about 80% of the way across the creek. And it's weird how it's situated because it's been there so long. It's just like a couple staggered limbs. So you can almost cast up underneath it. Like, all right, perfect. Want to hook that fish on last week, the little uh, six-aught bulkhead. So I threw up like to the top of it. Give it like a little bit of a man, let it sit, and just swing. I kind of like high-sticked it just to keep tension on the fly so it wasn't sitting there just like looking. Laying. Like a, yeah, uh, looking like a more, piece of trash. More or less floating. steering it a little bit. That's one thing that I like. I kind of I hate when that fly hits the water. I at least want to impart a little bit of something because that dead mm-hmm. time. As soon as that fly hits the water, if that fish is within range, he knows it's there. He already sees it. He already sees it. So as soon as it hits, like I try at least high stick a little bit so at least gets the fly positioned to where it's going to drop quick, and it's going to get its head under the water so at least it's swimming. So at that point, the back end goes in. So I swung it down, and the bad part is, is I'm standing up off the bank. I got two shrubs on both sides of me. So I can only reach my arm out over and strip the line up. I have nowhere to figure eight. <clears throat> Did a handful of times and kind of stripped it through. So this time I just let it actually just naturally just swing the whole way. And then worked it right back up, got right to the edge. And there's a fish right behind it. And it's twitching like it's going to eat. I start up into the eight and just dunk, drive it right into a tree limb. <laughs> yep, fish. As soon as the fly stops, fish stops, straight to the left, gone. Like right at my feet. Well, at my feet, but it's six foot under so, me. So that's the equivalent of like uh, going to shoot a big buck and then your arrow being like ting, ting, ting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you pull the trigger and it's just thunk, nothing there. It goes straight off the bus. As soon as I turned it around, thunk. Yep. Nope. Going. How big nice. face with that one? He's mid-upper 30s, pushing 40, right in that range. I mean, it was it was a thick fish. Did Derek get the same thing? Didn't see nothing. That was the only fish we saw. Did you, uh, and that was a bulkhead that was tied on the same? Or? Yeah, it was on that six odds. It's nice because I'm just sending this thing right now into like stupid places and working it really slow. And it's. Is there enough getting... bucktail to keep it off of everything too? Like you're not getting fouled up? So far, it... yeah. I mean, the way I tied it, I just did like straight back <clears throat> off the first one and then I bulkheaded the next three up. So it gave enough of a profile that it does. It has a great side to side action. It swims just like a glide bait still with that. But it's still stiff enough out the back that there's nothing really hanging. Mm-hmm. But what I did with that t- first one is rather than going the whole way around the shank, I positioned most of it right up off the top. So once I put the materials and the feathers on, it props it on that. So it's almost like a boomerang back off that point a little bit. Weed they guard. It. it almost weed guards it, yeah. Yeah. And then huh. tie the other three fully around the shank. But keeping a majority of that up there Standing helps. Standing mm-hmm. up, right, instead of 
wrapping it. Yeah, it keeps them feathers from wanting to curl around it with it. Sweet. It's been working well. Oh, yeah. Well, I tried I a couple that. other ones with it. I did that single Buford. Fished it. It's gonna. It's nice. It's going to do it. I mean, other than I wasn't paying attention and hooked it onto my reel and it froze to my reel and I pulled it off and ripped the whole back. The hair cord, off. All of it. All <laughs> of it. The whole back quarter of the fly ripped off. So that one's pretty much junk. It's it's a small body. It's might, hard to get. Might fish with. better now. <laughs> you never know, dude. Without doing the extended body on it, it's going to be a little difficult to get like a big, big profile with it because it still is a little short of a platform. But it's enough to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Now it'll just be getting hooking more fish with it and seeing how it reacts and kind of fine-tuning these ones a little bit. But I think there's at least a couple, two, three solid platforms to work with that'll change like three different varieties of fishing patterns with it to all incorporate for like what we use. There'll be certain places it'll definitely benefit. Absolutely. I, mean, I think even in the summertime too, there's one place in mind that I think that we can really use this to uh, get through a lot of thick cover too. Yeah. So we can work with that then. But for now, there's two, two three good options to play with for next two, three months. And even dialing it down, you know, because there's a, you know, the smaller, yeah. even the smaller sizes. Yeah. I and took a couple up. home. I haven't <laughs> messed with them just yet, but I'm going to. For a couple things, maybe at the uh, uh, the river. They're a, a touch. Other places. I think a touch big for sh- just a majority of smallmouth, but for big smallmouth, not a problem. But I think they'll, they'll do well for smallies. That'd be nice if they go down a little bit in size. If you can get one to even like a even a one aught, but a one would be like really a size one. Nice. Yeah, because yeah. I mean they are. They're just a big hook. Ah, bro, you could tie right off the front and leave that hole shank exposed and it just be a bait fish you know do, what i'm saying you know, like do you, geez, right i'm there. on fire over here how professional are we jay <laughs> i already turned mine off <laughs> do one there yeah one there. Uh, true oh, oh, i sound like, like an yeah. asshole yeah that's a hook for that too yeah, yeah that's like a, a straight straight on sweet striper like presentation the double straight you the know the school what I mean? of minis yeah. yeah what else you can do too? throw a chunk of lead right there put a bead there to stop it tie one more right here Almost like Daner do three, do like a real small one there, and then this one like up a little bit, and then this one straight back, and I'll be like, nothing like putting six eyes on one hook. Oh yeah, <laughs> in lead. <laughs> well, you know, you cut corners a little bit, just eye on the outside, right? So it's an That's idea, right. and I guarantee you, I will not ever try that. <laughs> uh, do, I, I, actually, when I looked at that hook, I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> kind of weird looking, but there's plenty of applications for it, no doubt about it. Oh, for sure. So, guys, do we want to uh, take a little bitty, little bitty break and uh, get right pumped? after we wish our valuable guest and and everybody a merry Christmas from the SBS crew? Right, man. We hope everybody enjoyed you know our shitty shows through the year and in their Christmas and their holiday. And we'll be back here with. We're not coming back next week. We're gonna take next week off. Oh, we're not talking about the future yet, <laughs> but uh, but we are gonna be coming back on the tenth. So, of uh, this new year coming, the, the beautiful year. year, right? Yeah, we got a, a good guest, a show favorite lined up for the 10th. Uh, we'll keep it a little bit secret, but uh, it'll be a good one. And uh, when we come back right now, we'll be coming back with Tommy Fleming. So uh, we will be back. Hey, he acts like an be- asshole. Before we get going, I ask everyone, can you just say mm-hmm. your name for me? Yeah, Tommy Fleming. All righty, man. Red boat, blue boat, yellow boat, blue boat. <laughs> and we are back with Tommy Fleming. What is happening, my man? 
Not much, man. I'm hanging over, hanging over here in England. Um, I've been over here for a little while. Uh, that's yeah, just hanging out. So uh, for the holidays, what what took you over to England? Yeah, I just had I had to go visit my girlfriend. You know, you know how that works. So yeah, I used to I worked on cruise ships for a while, so I met you know my girlfriend, and uh, and COVID happened and kind of ruined that. So I had to come over and, and visit her. Not the worst thing in the world. No, absolutely not. Um, are you going to be able to get back? I hope so. I, <laughs> they, uh, they, they just made up a new tier for the COVID lockdown. Uh, there used to be only three, so now there's four. Um, I'm not sure what it, I haven't even looked, to be honest. I'm kind of scared to look what it means for me getting back. But I plans are to be back in February. You're, for, in, un, you're in uncharted territories now. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah, that's that's the thing. So, uh, it's all oh, like it's setting the precedent, you know. Over in England, what what are your options to go uh, to go fishing? Right, so I guess carp is huge over here, man. But they 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 don't let you fly fish for them in yeah. general. So uh, I do a lot of carp fly fishing back in New York. Um, over here, everyone that I've asked has kind of looked at me like I had four heads, and they're like, "No, you can't do that." I know there are a couple, there's a little bit of a carp fly fishing scene over here, um, but it's not near me. Um, down in London, you said so, you said you're not yeah, allowed but, to. Yeah, no, because so basically, the way that it works down here, so you know how basically anywhere in the states you buy like a state fishing license and you pay whatever thirty bucks, I think it is in New York, and that's good for the whole year. Yeah, over here you do have to get that license for about that for about thirty bucks, but most of the places are private. It's all private water, at least in the southern end of the country over here. So you have to pay money every time you go fish. So you'd have to pay for like a typical carp lake. You have to pay twenty bucks or so every time you fish it, unless you're a member. That's the scene, man. So they, fly fishing isn't really a thing for for carp, anyways. But they do have down here uh, some trout ponds, some stocked trout ponds. Uh, I'm totally all for one in those. Um, I didn't have a good time in my first one, <laughs> but we're gonna hit another one tomorrow, and I'm hoping I'm hoping for better results. Else. Got your pellet flies? I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. Yeah, right? Power bait? Powder bait? Yes, sir. You know about it. Man, there's a ton of rules. There's a ton of rules on these ponds, and I just... It's a lot, man. I don't don't know if if I'd be a fisherman if I I actually lived over here full-time. So when you... That'd be my thing. When you did go fish... Fish the one you fished. Is it set up like like small docks? You're like a landing zone? Are you fishing something like that? Yeah, pretty much. So they're they're generally kind of a complex, and they'll have four or five lakes that are smaller lakes. They're we would call them ponds. They call them lakes over here. Um, there might be four or five. There might be two to three, depending on the place. And yeah, it might have docks around it. One of them did have docks around it. Um, the other ones were smaller. They didn't. And uh, yeah, you just kind of go and cast out. Um, the big thing, I think my biggest fault was not having a, a sink tip line or an intermediate line because all the fish were really deep. It's winter over here, right? Same with you guys. Um, and I didn't have that. So I was using like the heaviest sculpin fly I had, which I don't even think I was supposed to be using <laughs> based <laughs> on their rules. I think you, you can only use up to like a, like a size six. And I think this was like a size two <laughs> tied on a beefy, beefy permit hook that I just whipped up. <laughs> But it had, like, one of those sculpting helmets and a bunch of lead wrapped around it, and it was just super heavy. I had to get down to them, and I got, like, one one eat. Didn't even hook the fish, and I was like, all right, I'm out of here, you know? This sucks. 
Hmm. It's tough, man. I don't, yeah, I mean, I guess if that's all you know, it, it's one thing. If I if it was ten bucks or ten pounds is what we use over here, which is like a dollar fifty or so almost. Um, if it was like ten, I would understand that. It was like thirty, and the one I'm going to tomorrow is like fifty. So oh. if that one sucks. I don't know. I hope it's in an Orvis catalog 50, or something for fifty, 50 bucks. Pound, man. It is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it actually is. Like, oh I'm shit! Just it's actually it's actually or it's actually Orvis and It's in like one of the Orvis magazines. Um, so so it's Orvis and dude. So well, I'm hoping, I'm praying. So are these essentially set to be like Stillwater type fishing, or guys? Exactly. So that, exactly. Yep. That's so the forte. They don't do much like streamer wise, or do they still do like the old school like Grey Ghost style stuff there? Yeah, everything, man. They pretty much eat anything, which is what made me feel horrible when I didn't. I felt <laughs> horrible on that one. That's kind of what I told all my buddies over here are like, dude, yeah, you just anything. Any, you can throw nymphs, you can throw streamers, you can anything, dude. They'll eat it. No, they didn't. So, <laughs> but yeah, I had a buddy, I had a buddy of mine uh, over here. He's from a little bit north of where I'm staying, but he sent me a box full of stuff that he uses on his still waters. Um, it's just, it's similar to what we'd use, you know, back in New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, kind of that area. Um, it's really similar stuff. One of them is like this kind of rabbit strip zonker snake pattern. They call it a snake. Um, I've never seen a trout eat a snake, but apparently they do. We're gonna try it tomorrow. But yeah, man, it's it's the same stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to see that. I'm I'm thinking about just because this is the type of person I am. Throwing one of my, I brought them. Throwing one of my massive, like articulated, you know, Gallup style streamers. Because yes. my buddy, my buddy that I talked to about it said they don't throw that stuff that big. Like they have rules, like can only be like a size six hook. Oh. So I'm thinking about just doing it and see it. It depends on how good. If it's like lights out and I, you know, I hit a couple fish and I want to just go home because it's freezing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that and see if they kick me out. Yeah, it's punk rock. <laughs> Do it till you get kicked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it doesn't sound like they get we'll like see, super man. trouty and smart then, huh? Tell them that no, ain't big where I, you're I mean, from. I say that, man, but I say that, but I'm zero for one. Like I had like a six hour stint with not even a single fish. So <laughs> I say they don't get super trouty, but I I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. It's different. It's a lot different than you know fishing trout back home. Are they putting tape They're legs? They're not wild. They are some of them. Um, essentially, so they're all pay to play. Yeah. Right? So essentially you can buy a ticket for like, you know, you can keep one fish and then catch up to 15 more is literally how it works. Or you can keep two fish and catch up to 14 more. Um, that's literally how the paying, the paying works. I did send an inquiry for this next lake that I'm going to tomorrow. And uh, you have to buy the, the ticket that says you can take one fish, but if you just want to catch and release, it's fine. Just release it. That's basically how it works. So it's not really like called catch and release. You're supposed to keep one if you pay for your ticket, but they say you can catch and release. So for like the 50 pounds or whatever you're going to pay, are you limited to how many fish you can catch? Oh, yeah. Just your 15. Oh, yeah, dude. Wow. 15, yep. You guys never visited a pay lake? Who's who's counting? Really, who's counting? You know, but. Some guy watching you in the bushes? Do do they Maybe, yeah. Do they rent you a clicker like you're on a perch boat? <laughs> Counter. First, like they didn't, but maybe they just knew I wasn't. Wait, wait. Yeah, we're talking to a guy who caught none. Yeah, they, they knew you were gonna get skunked. 
<laughs> we ain't stocked yeah, this in yeah, months. Nobody, nobody even came around to check my ticket or anything. I bought it online. Like there was nobody there. Like I could have just went and fished it. I bet, but it's forty minutes away. You know, so you can't find any pike anywhere. There are pike, yeah. Um, around here, kinda. Um, most of the pike. I mean, most of the water around here is all the private ponds and stuff. There's not really many canals. I guess I could go into London, but um, where I am, it's just not a fishy place, man. Like up north, there's like where the big the big pike fishing is, the big pike lakes. Um, yeah, by me, it's just there's there's actually a pond, a paid clay pond uh, around the block from me, but it's members only. So you have to be a member. You have to pay like a full year membership. I don't even know how much it is. Yeah, and, you're um, li- and it's only there's some pike in there, but it's it's private, you know. Yeah, you're leaving next month, so you don't want to pay for the year membership. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't even bring any steel leaders or anything. <laughs> yeah. This, oh, this will give you an idea. So the closest uh, like fly shop is called Anglin Direct. It's actually a pretty big online site, um, but it's about 20 minutes. And I messaged them asking for if I could go buy like a sink tip, you know, leader or something. And they didn't even want anything to do with me. They don't do any fly fishing there. It's all carp. But they... There are some of those angling directs that do fly fishing up north in the north end of the country, but down here they just don't want anything to do with it. It's just it's super weird, man. Hmm. So know, it's like the the pay to play the pay to play trout lakes are like kind of hoity toity, but maybe that's why they don't want anything to do with fly fishing at the non trout lakes. I don't I don't know. Maybe they just have a bad rap. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. You're giving me anxiety with all this trouty pay to play talk. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous, dude? Like I can go in my backyard and catch trout. Here I have to pay fifty pound to go catch a fucking trout. I know, man. Fifteen trout if you if you get your money's worth. Dude, they have they have some freaking tanks in there though. I mean, they have like you know some eight nine pound rainbows. So that would be like steelhead back home, right? Exactly. Yeah, just just like steelhead back home, right? Like so maybe. Hell yeah, you'd pay for that. So how, I don't know if I would because it's free, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> you you've seen greener grass. That's all, man. We don't. It's hard. Like mm. you just talked. It's hard for me to understand that. And we've talked to more than a few people who, to even step off the road, it's, it's normal. You, well, yeah. I mean, you you can't you can't just look at water like we do and be like, oh, well, I want to try that. No, dude, you end up in the law's hands get, out there. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So Tommy, uh, let let's talk about some uh, saltwater fishing. How did you get your start? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, how did you get your start doing that? Yeah, so I uh, so I worked on cruise ships for a while. I worked for Carnival Cruise. Actually, I worked for a bunch of cruise lines, but um, the main thing was Carnival Cruise Line. We used to go down to the Bahamas, Mexico, you know, all these places. And I've always fished. I've always, you know, fly fished, whatever. Never got a chance to go for bones and permit tarpon and stuff like that. So that was when, once I, it took me. It took me about a year and a half on the, working on the ships to kind of realize what I had right in front of me, you know, every week for free to just go fish. Once I smartened up, <laughs> I brought my eight weight, you know, and then I started fishing. Um, and dude, it, there's nothing like it, man. I mean, I'm, I love trout fishing. Trout fishing's awesome. Steelhead are my jam. I love it. But saltwater fishing is like a whole different thing. It kind of helped me like fall in love with fishing all over again, you know? So, so that's kind of how it started. I mean, I had, 
every week I had literally flats. I could get off the ship, maybe take a 20 minute taxi and be on a bonefish flat or a permit flat, you know? So how'd that work when you guys went to, to port and everyone got off to go shopping for the day, you got to go off as well. Is that how that yeah, works? So what I did, I should have mentioned this. Yeah. So what I did, I was a music director. I played the drums. So that's what I did for the cruise ship. So basically if, if anybody listening or you guys have ever been on a cruise, the music kind of happens at night after the port because you're all the guests and stuff are off the ship during the day and the ports of call. Right. So I had nothing to do during the day. So essentially for the whole time that the guests could get off the ship, I could as well. Oh, that's perfect. Cause I, I didn't have to work. Right. All I did was play the drums and, you know, manage the musicians and stuff. So I didn't have to work. I could go fish. It was awesome, dude. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a perfect job. Was a was your boat like the love boat, the TV show? Did the uh, did the doctor get Dude, drunk and hit on that. the la- ladies? I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that question, um, <laughs> and I, I still have yet to even see that series, like even an episode. So, from what you just described, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, how old are you, Tommy? There could be some. Uh, I I'll actually I'll actually be twenty seven in thirteen minutes. 13 oh, minutes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, happy birthday, uh-huh. bro. Um, thank you, buddy. You, you, won't, you. you might be 27 here already, but you're still young. Hell yes. No, that, I'll be 27. What time is it over I'll there? I'll be 27. Uh, yeah, so over here, it's 1147. Yeah, it's later. Hell yeah. So over at, where you guys are at, it's about 7, so yeah, man. Yeah. I'm exactly. gonna turn, That's cool. Does that even count if I turn if I turn 27 here, but I'm not... 27 where i'm actually from does that even count yet how's that work don't get ahead of yourself young man you're good you can stay to 26 (laughs) till you actually hit it where you're at yeah 27 blows man stay 26 sounds like you're having a blast well at least i hope you're at least having a drink while you're there oh absolutely i've got um cobra world beer i don't know where it's from it's good though it's like a labat blue do you say i'm drinking it do you say cobra yeah, it's called Cobra. There isn't there a malt liquor called Cobra around yeah. here too. Yeah, used to be the King Cobra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's the same thing though. No, <laughs> I would highly doubt that. Like Labatt's. No, no <laughs> that just didn't this taste like. This is not a malt liquor. <laughs> 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 we're just joking. Bro. So, so now when you were, you know, jumping off that boat, how did you, how did you get started? Did you just fish for anything, or were you? I'm going for bonefish. I'm going for permit. I. Did you look at locations and yeah, kind of so, realize where to go for them fish? Yeah, there's a lot of research, man. I've got to shout out as far as those. Well, I'll answer it first, and then I'll shout out a book um, that really set me straight. But I uh, honestly, I was just, I just wanted to catch a bonefish. You know, that's what I want to catch. You've seen them. You see them on you know YouTube. You see it in the magazine. It's just like, dude, I'll never get a chance to do that. And then I realized. I was literally there. The um, the first one that I caught was actually Carnival has a private island. I, I shouldn't even mention this, but I'm going to. Cause I don't know when the cruising will start again. And if you hear this and you're on a Carnival cruise, and you, you need to go catch these fish because they haven't seen flies. Um, Carnival has a private <laughs> island called Half Moon K, and it's just loaded with bonefish, dude. Loaded. Nobody lives there. It's like the, the everything that happens for the day comes from the ship like the people get off and all of the like supplies and stuff like nobody lives there it's a tiny island these fish have never seen flies dude so that was my first like i was so bad 
um, it was like a maybe a 20 foot cast maybe um, and the fish ate it I didn't even move the fly it was just hooked and it was so lucky and I got it in it was like that's what really started it answer um, a question about the trout being smarty I, huh <laughs> yeah right yeah bonefish are dumb as hell dude <laughs> that must be why I like it no they're not sometimes but um so yeah so that kind of prompted me to get this book called uh DIY Bonefishing uh, it was written by Rod Hamilton and Nick Denbo a guy from Mexico who's actually a close friend now uh helped co-write it and that that set me that really got me thinking about you know permit and actually knowing what the hell you're doing and i think without that book i wouldn't know i wouldn't know anything <laughs> really that really set me set me straight so, not that i know anything but you know so did you ever walk around the cruise ship in the daytime and see a chubby guy wearing sims flip-flops and say hey what are you doing tomorrow when we go to port and make friends like that dude i <laughs> i haven't really um the past year I guess I have noticed that kind of stuff more, but I was so not focused on the guests. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you're work, it's like when you're working. Came for yourself. You're you focused on the girls, dude. What the hell else would you be focused on? Not even, no, not even the girl guests. Like, dude, it didn't matter. Like, the guests were like the guests. We used to call them cones because you had to avoid them to get from point A to point B. Like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm, Excuse me? Yeah. And you just walk the other so, way? Like, Pretty much, yeah. So I never really noticed, but yeah, the past, the, the last contract that I was on the last last year, um, there was a couple of guys, but everyone's with their family, so there's no way a wife's gonna let, you know, I don't know about you, you guys' wives or whatever, but there's no way if you're on a family trip, like, hey, oh yeah, I met this kid, you know, he works on the ship, but he wants to take me fishing tomorrow. There's no way a wife will say yes. You got kids, you got this, that, the other thing. <laughs> you, you're, but, uh, I tried, I did try a few times with a couple guys, like, dude, you want to go catch a bonefish? Let's go. You know, you don't know our wives. Yeah, yeah you, haven't, you haven't met our wives. You're looking to marry the wrong kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. If, if my, our wives paying for Oops. my girl's paying for the fifty pound uh, fishing excursion. Oh, tomorrow, love her, good. buddy. Love her. And she's and buying buying me the uh, Hardy ASR, so she gets it. Ah, okay. Oh, Have oh. you heard about that reel? Yeah, that sweet. thing looks sweet. Our, ours book huh? trips away from water, so they know better. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't, I hope, I'm not letting her listen to this, so hopefully she doesn't, doesn't uh, learn that. But she, well, yeah. well, here's what the yeah, thing is. They get, they get their wives together, and then they freaking slip away because they're all cackling together. You know, they got each other's attention, so that's their that's kind of their that's plan. Smart. <laughs> that's yeah, they smart. got it made. Yeah. Not to slide off yeah. your hardy thing there is that your uh gear you go to or what kind of what's your go-to for bonefish and permit no dude yeah so i i've never owned a hardy a hardy reel i have a couple of buddies that have the asr and i i you know just kind of mess around with theirs and i, I love the concept of it i love the price it makes so much sense for freshwater to have three spools i know they're not the first people to do the cassette thing but their spools are 20 about 20 dollars mm-hmm. like that's a no-brainer for for the quality of the reel to get three spools with the reel, you know, additional spools, and to have more additional spools be 20 bucks, that's a no-brainer for me. So that's why I went with that. But to answer the question with the bone fishing permit, oh, uh, yeah, I like an eight-weight. I use, I like T-bore reels. Um, I always have. They're just, they're just the best, in my opinion, for saltwater. Um, so I've got, you know, a T-bore signature, um, nine and ten. 
that I use for permit. I like an eight weight for bonefish. Or actually, whenever I can get away with it, I like an eight weight. Um, so I, I have the Tibor Everglades uh, for my eight weight, and then I have a Riptide as like an additional nine weight. Um, but yeah, so Tibor for the reels. Um, I really love the Thomas and Thomas X set. That's like my kind of my baby. Um, have you guys ever thrown that rod? Mm-hmm. Is that what Nick had? Mm-hmm. Then yes. For mus- for muskies. For the mu- yeah, we we threw the bigger one, mm. but they're Roger and Dude, how ridiculous is that rod? Have you thrown it? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I I, I fell in love with it the first time I threw it. I had to buy one. Um. <laughs> so I, yeah, I throw that with a nine weight. Um, and then for the eight weight, I actually have this custom rod from a builder um, near me. It's the JP Ross. I bet some of your listeners might have heard of him. He does a lot of like small stream trout rods. But I kind of, I kind of bugged him to the point where he had to make me a, a bigger rod and an eight weight, just a nine foot eight weight, and it's like my baby, dude. There's only one of them. It's freaking amazing. Um, yeah. So as far as gear, that's that's what I do. So when you go out for a date, but you, you can, or what? But yeah, I was gonna say you can get away. You don't have to go T-board to fish saltwater. You know, I started on like a Bass Pro eight weight that I got for a gift. You know what I mean? Like the white river not steel drag i mean it only lasted a year but you know yeah you don't need to spend all the money it's just i was fishing saltwater a lot so you know it makes sense to buy nice gear if you're and i've used the hell out of gear and those t-boards the last my whole life hopefully oh yeah they're made for it so when you when you go out for a day do you know Mm -hmm. What, the flat you're going to, do you know whether you're going to be targeting bonefish or permit, or are you walking around and just one will pop up or the other will? I'm I'm sorry, I'm totally uh, oblivious to the this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, the, it's a tough question. It depends on where it is, I guess. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm happy with either. Um, off the ship, <laughs> anyway. I was happy with whatever. If I'm going to go on a trip now, I'm going to go for permit. Just because the bonefish will, I, to a certain extent, the bonefish are easier um, than permits are fine and get to eat the damn fly. And, you know, so they might be the given at any point. Um, off the ship, yeah, I mean, I, I would always try to, the main thing is the fly. I'd always have a fly on that you could catch either one with, you know, like a, a smaller crab or, or shrimp fly that the bonefish would definitely eat. And also the permit would eat, hopefully. Um, so yeah, I, I was, I was opportunistic as far as those two species go. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily cast at a school of like blue runners or whatever like that. I would definitely be looking for the permit or bonefish, but, um, there are some flats where they'll both, they'll, both of them will be on. And there's other flats where more permit will be on more bonefish will be on. Um, and as far as a location, like an Island or location like that, um, some of them have more bonefish. Some of them have more permits. Some of them have no permits. Some of them have no bonefish. You know, it just depends on where you're at. And that's just experience, like anywhere, right? Um, so, yeah. So how many other species do you run into in the flats, or is it pretty cut and dry to just a few? The thing is with me, I was always walking that. So like a lot of DIY is pretty much what I did. Um, I did hire guys. It's expensive to fishing all the time hiring guides you know um so if i had a guide it's pretty much whatever the hell you wanted to go for 
that day, you know, or whatever the weather let you do. When you're walking, man, anything. Um, there's a lot of jacks, uh, Jack Cravals down in Mexico. Nice. Not so much Bahamas, but Mexico, yeah. Um, and those are a blast, dude. Like a you know, 20, 30-pound jack on the flats is unreal. They fly harder than bonefish or permit, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially anything, really. Um, if you want to cast, you see a fish, you want to cast, fine. If you want to blind cast and just see what you catch. Like, I mean, it's the ocean. <laughs> you know, there's so many fish. There's I mean, that's just it. Like, like, here, I mean, I'm naive to it. I mean, what other fish is there on the flats? I guess that was my question. What other fish is there that you could catch? Did you run into any barracuda? A little barracuda. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, okay. So I'll everything. kind of answer it like that. Yeah. Yeah, everything, dude. No. Um, yeah, there's a lot of barracuda. Yeah, they're they're everywhere as well. Um, so I guess just to name the fish that, that you'd regularly see if you're walking out a beach in, like, Mexico, say. Um, you know, you'll see barracuda, you might see permit, might see bonefish, uh, a bunch of different jack species, um, including like blue runner, yellow jack, uh, jack creval, which is the big one, the big bad one. Um, they call it the Mexican GT. <laughs> um, there's no GTs where I fish. That's, that's kind of in the Seychelles and over in Indian ocean, stuff like that, Pacific ocean. But, um, yeah, I, I, there's some pretty gnarly puffer fish. And uh, also boxfish, which are some pretty gnarly fish. If you can get them to eat the fly, um, they'll fight. Well, the puffy fish won't, but the boxfish will fight just as good as any fish. Um, there's also, like, you know, the snook tarpon. You'll see those. Um, they're more in, like, mangrove type of places. But you'll get them on the beaches, too, down in Mexico and stuff like that. that I mean, yeah, like that. And then... In the reefier stuff, you'll get into snappers. You'll get into, you know, maybe baby grouper, um, just reefy, reef-type fish. Um, yeah, I mean, a ton of stuff, man. Needlefish, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so did you ever uh, get into any snappers and uh, and take them back to the cruise and have the chef cook them up for you? No, man, but I have a story. Um, I, I... Oh, no. Lost them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we uh, get in Snapper. Snapper, I've never taken one back to the ship, no. But uh, my first contract, it was one of the, one of my first, it was, the ship was out of Baltimore. Uh, it was one of my first, um, it, was actually, it actually was my first ship. And a couple of the people went off and did like an offshore trip and got into a pretty big tuna. And they actually brought the tuna back and got permission to take that back on the ship and have the chefs, chefs kind of prepare it. Uh, I'm sure some, like, the captain and, like, the big officers got a cut of the tuna, you know. I never got any, but that was my first contract. So, I, But after that, no, I never, I've never done that. I've never seen it. Um, I might have been able to sort that out, but I, I just never had the desire to, I guess. I'd rather just catch it and then go get it cooked at one of the restaurants, you know. Oh, you, you have Which done I, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, even, there was a time we were, uh, I had a guide and we were going for permit. We had hit, we caught one early in the day. Um, and, you know, we were drinking beer. We didn't really give a shit. But we were going to go check one more flat out. We had to go up kind of into the blue water, not far off, but, you know, kind of into the blue, into the deeper stuff to get to the next flat. And um, we found a school, uh, school of like busting tuna like little spinner tuna they were i don't know five 
four or five pounds. And we were like, oh, my God, dude. So you know, my buddy is the guy gunned it, you know, straight up. And we cut them off kind of, and they were still coming, you know, hitting the surface. And I just, it was one cast with like a crab pattern and we hit one and it was like five pounds. So we took that one back um, and, you know, they cleaned it and they, you know, made us little tuna tacos, tuna steak tacos. That was cool. I didn't take it back to the ship, but. Yeah. yeah you didn't want to share with the, your other crewmates? I mean, it was a five pound tuna. It was a little yeah. baby spinner tuna, you know, it wasn't like a 200. The, the one that these guys caught was like a, it was like a 200 pound tuna. It was, you know dinner for the yeah for it was substantially bigger mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so you'd mentioned a fish just a second ago um you know the tarpon and other things have you got into tarpon have you you know being around the ocean that much uh did that set your fancy for a little while hell yeah man i absolutely did um tarpon are the coolest fish to catch i think they're not my favorite fish to catch but they're the coolest um their reputation i mean is for good reason um yeah i mean i've caught them all over there the thing with tarpon is it's it's a fish that sometimes you need a boat to get to um i say sometimes you have some stories about in some places you can catch on foot but um a lot of times you're going to need a boat to get to them because they're back in the mangroves they're back you know they're not necessarily always on the beaches there are certain times a year anywhere where you can catch them on the beaches right but um Generally, that's like a guides thing, and I have nothing against guides. Love, love my guides buddies. I, I book them when I can afford them. Love it. Um, but yeah, generally that's a guide thing. So I didn't do it as much. But that being said, there are some places you can absolutely do it. Um, Grand Cayman is one of them, where there's a bunch of juvenile tarpon in these canals. You can literally take a taxi to them and catch them. There's so many tarpon on Grand Cayman. It's not even funny. When I say juvenile, I mean anywhere from two pounds to, I mean, 40, 50 pounds. And then they get bigger in the ocean. So, so um, w- when you're targeting a tarpon with a, the size variety that big, mm-hmm. what what tackle do you use? What size rod do you go in there with? Do you go in with like an, an eight weight or do you go in with like well, 10 weight and catch two pound tarpon? Like, Yeah, I mean, generally you hear the old tarpon, you need a 12 weight. You know, that's for the big boys, I guess. Nowadays, a lot of times, even the big boys, they're fishing them with a 10 weight. Um, you don't necessarily need that 12 weight. A 10 weight will get you by, yeah. But, I mean, tell me if you wouldn't cast to a tarpon if you see it, if you have your 8 weight or your 6 weight in your hand. Absolutely. You'd probably cast at it, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> the thing with, the thing, so that being said, the thing with tarpon is you're not necessarily fighting it with the rod. Right? You're not really at all. Um, you're fighting it with the line, the fly line. You're not going to ever high stick a tarpon. If you do, you're probably he's probably gonna jump and then spit the hook, right? Um, that's a whole nother conversation how to fight tarpon, but um, even the little ones, you just can't give them any respect. You just gotta hammer them all the time with the fly line. Um, they say 45 degrees or less is the angle for tarpon. Uh, as far as a leader, I wasn't chasing any records or anything. If I knew I was chasing tarpon up to 40 pounds, I'd throw a 40 pound leader on, just a straight piece of 45 or 40 pounds uh, fluorocarbon. I've landed them, you know, on 20. If I, if, if I had my permit leader on and I was, you know, for shits and giggles, saw a 30-pound tarpon going by and casting the eight to fly, um, you know. Because why not? You're, you're going to cast a tarpon. Exactly. Why not? Yeah. They're either going to jump off, break you off, or you're going to land them, you know. They're and, probably going to jump off. <laughs> and did fighting tarpon 
down there or any of the saltwater fish? Did that translate into coming home and fighting steelhead? Did you do you bring any of those techniques back when you're fighting our bigger fish? Not really, because are you going to fight a steelhead with the line with four-pound test? No. Six-pound test? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just going to pop them off every time. So it's completely different, I'd say. I'd say with a steelhead, you're fighting it with the rod. Yeah. Even the bigger fish. You need that rod to give and flex when that fish makes that run or that head shake. Whereas tarpon, you got 40 pounds, dude. Like, you can give them the business. Any any size tarpon, you can freaking give them the business, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I guess the exception would be if you're going if you're doing the record thing the IGFA, um, you know the shock tippet and you guys probably do you guys know about all that stuff too like the the proper IGFA tarpon leader yeah it doesn't even have 18 inches of a certain bite class exactly and that's your that's your yeah that's your class tippet so a lot of a lot of guys will just throw like 12 maybe 17 sometimes even less um, you know that it the section of that and then you'd have your bite tippet of like 80 to 100 pounds um so the breaking point would be that class tippet i never did any of that um you know i'd rather just fight the fish and cheat <laughs> no and maybe but, maybe get one in yeah maybe yeah, yeah. actually not fight it for two and a half hours right true mm-hmm. yeah you don't have a boat to run them down yeah exactly yeah i mean the few that i've hooked i mean on foot, if they're over twenty pounds, they're tough. If they're if they're in the ocean, anyways, if they're in a small canal, you can get them in. But, um, but yeah, some places you can hit tarpon on foot DIY would be like Grand Cayman is is probably number one as far as I'm concerned. Uh, another good one is uh, oh, I forgot the name just now. Uh, it's an island, one of the ABC uh, Curacao. Sorry, Curacao, way down south by Venezuela, is another one where you can get them on foot. Um, Mexico in the southern Yucatan, um, south of Cancun, about four hours. Mahawal is the town. That's a place you can get them on foot. That's my favorite place in the entire universe. Um, so, yeah, you can get them on foot, but as far as what I was – to kind of go back to your question, as far as what I was doing, I wasn't really going for tarpon because they're a little harder to get to on foot, generally speaking, unless I was, like I said, in Grand Cayman or Curacao. But. And the the flies, you said you try to use up an all around, all for one, like crabby style fly. Yeah, so I would actually I would err on the side of shrimp more than crab. Okay. Um, I have a one that I kind of designed. Call I call it the bunny mantis. It's a piece of bunny zonker, uh, some dubbing, some legs. It looks like a shrimp kind of. <laughs> but uh, that's one that I know that permit and bonefish will both eat. So if I see and I've caught tarpon and snook on them as well. Um, and trigger fish and everything. So that's one that I really like to have on. Um, generally speaking, for what I was doing, just walking and waiting, you know, do it yourself. That's what I would do. Something that any one of those fish will eat. If I was just going for permit, um, I would pick some sort of crab pattern, like the strong arm crab is like probably the number one permit fly, in my opinion. Um, something like that, maybe a flexible crab. Um, my bunny mantis is another, is probably another top three that I would choose. Um, but yeah, off the ship when I was just walking and waiting, I'd have some sort of shrimp, tra- shrimp pattern that any of those fish would eat. Yeah. Speaking of that, like saying like on the ship, what were you able to take with you while you're on the ship? Were you able to just oh, pack yeah. all your hold? Did you have the whole, you know, rod and rod set up? You have 150 flies. Yeah. Tying kit. What, what, what were you able to take with yeah, you? Yeah. So 
it's really funny because it as my ship career progressed, I'm done with the ships now. Um, I think for good. You know, there's a certain point where you're just like, okay, that's enough of that. Um, let's grow up now, right? But there no, was, don't do it. it no. Was, <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, no, listen, no, listen. No, hear me out. Hear me out. There was a, it was kind of a progression where like I had more musical equipment when I first started. And as my career on the ship progressed, I had less and less musical equipment and more and more fishing equipment. So this last contract, I had probably the most. I had five rods, seven, eight, nine, ten. And a bongo. Uh, and, a, <laughs> and a bongo. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, I had seven, eight, nine, ten. Actually, I had two eights. So seven, uh, two eights, a nine, and a ten. Um, some extra fly line. I had the whole time. My, everything I owned for tying had it. Um, were you starting to tell five the, or six, five you, or six reels? It was yeah. Were you you tell where the focus was. Were you starting to tell the, the other musicians just play what you want? Fuck it, have have a good day. No, it wasn't like that. I was just like joking, that. man. I was still doing my job, but I mean, I was I wasn't as you wasn't you know, thinking was, about it. I understand. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. I got a question for it's you. It's what it is. Yeah. Wait, wait in the flats. Did you ever take two rods for yourself? No, I'm not that guy. I have buddies that do that. I've never done it. I don't want to do it. Um, okay, I took my. It's just it's it's tough to do that. I, to I carry two rods. I know. I took my son trout fishing on uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I was trying to fly fish and hold his spinning rod at the same time. I had nowhere to put it. I was like, "How in the fuck do people do this?" You know. So yeah. Exactly. It was just a. I was looking for a recommendation. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they do have they have some gear. Uh, I know Fish Pond has one where you can attach it to your bag, and then you can just clip your clip your rod right to it. Uh, I've got a buddy in that system works for him, but it's not for me, man. Like, I mean, if I'm gonna choose, I'm 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 gonna choose one rod to bring. I just bring a nine weight, and then I'm kind of covered for almost any fish that I'd see. Um, throwing any fly, and I don't have to carry two rods. Like, yeah, I I actually have one buddy from Mexico. Um, so I was just in Mexico. Um, I was there during the entire COVID. I guess when it got really heavy where I was from, I just left and went to Mexico, right? Um, and I have one buddy that actually at one point had three rods. We were walking. We didn't have a boat. We were literally walking. He was carrying three rods. Shout out to Pepo, my buddy Pepo down in Mahawa. Um. The reason he brought three is he brought his 10 weight because the day before, he normally brings two. He has like an eight and a 10, one ready for permit, or an eight and a nine, one ready for permit, one just for bonefish or whatever. The day before, he had, or we saw um, three like pretty big tarpon on the beach. So he was really hopeful because he wanted to land a tarpon from the beach, a big tarpon, a proper tarpon, like, you know, 80 plus. We saw three. So he's like, dude. And then the next day, he was so stoked. He literally carried a tarpon setup. You know, I think he had 50-pound straight leader on a 10-weight with a tarpon fly, just ready to rock because he was so stoked about it. So he was carrying three rods, and I had one. Guess who caught more fish? And he never cast the third rod, right? No. Well, actually, he did. He cast it at a big-ass jack, <laughs> a big-ass jack cravat. Um, Solid. And he – and he hooked it, and this is what's crazy. He hooked, There's actually a picture to back this story up, too. Um, he hooks the jack. Maybe three, four minutes into his jack fight, he's deep in the backing. There's a permit coming. 
Yeah. And I cast and I hooked and I hooked the permit. <laughs> that never happened. Bad timing. That never fucking happened. And it happened. And uh so yeah, we actually landed both fish and there's a picture of him holding, you know, tailing both fish. It's a pretty cool picture. That is sweet. But, yeah, that was the day he had three rods like <laughs> So he with... did not need that fifty pound to land that jack, you know what I mean? You don't yeah. So, so sorry, I'm no help for carrying two rods. I don't do it. With In you... a boat, yeah, but with you not being in the cruise industry anymore, do you foresee yourself still traveling as much and getting to, to play with the salty fish? Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to move down to Mexico. Uh, it was, there was actually a plan for it um, before COVID happened. COVID happened kind of messed up the plan, so I don't really go into it. But yeah, absolutely, man. That's like where my heart is. Um, yeah. I mean, I fished, I fished a lot of places down, down that way, you know, from Florida Keys up in the Gulf in Florida, all the way down through Mexico, all the way down to Costa Rica. And Mexico's, I think the best fishing in the Caribbean from where I've been by far. So if and that's where I want to be. If you move to Mexico, would you learn to play a giant guitar in a mariachi band for, for a day oh, job? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's bongo. like the dream, right? Tell me you guys don't have no. that dream. Did, did that start like, like working at Chi-Chi's in high school? It's going to be a tambourine. <laughs> well, he's a drummer. You're a drummer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a drummer, you got to what to either play what a tambourine or uh what are the little the maraca. The maraca. Yeah. Yeah. The maraca. You're in like Flint, man. You can fish and play if that. If I could, if I could fish or, fish by day and play maraca by night man i would be a happy dude <laughs> let me tell you he'd have, some, gig still eat. he'd have some arms on you bro <laughs> yeah, <he would>. yeah. <laughs> right well i hope that future you know gets all straightened out and you get down to mexico and enjoy some of the fucking sweet fishing it sounds like you got it a little bit dialed in huh Did as you... far as diy man i was just lucky to be able to do it you got to think when, when people are booking trips down there, they have generally speaking, you know, like a week or maybe two weeks and they've got to like make the best out of two weeks of fishing. Whereas I was down there every week, you know? And you probably, um, did you go to the same places frequently enough to get to learn them well enough? Yeah. Yeah, I actually did. Yeah. Um, part of the plan was for me to go down to Cosmo and guide. Um, and the reason that I got that opportunity is because I was fishing Cosmo so much. Um, and I had kind of this crazy deal with one of the guide companies. So sometimes I'd be by myself DIY. Sometimes I'd be fishing on his boat because he didn't have a client or something like that. And I'd pay almost nothing. I'd pay like gas money. And that it turned from me fishing to me learning how to pull a skiff to me learning how to spot, like really spot fish for somebody else. It, it turned out, it went from, you know, me paying full price and fishing to me paying almost nothing in fishing for about, you know, a year, year and a half to me asking questions and learning how to guide, you know. Um, and then it got to the point where I wasn't paying anything, and then we discussed, you know, why don't I move down and see if I like the guide thing. But then COVID happened and just really, I mean, long story short, really messed everything up with that plan. But that's we're still going forward with it. Whenever it happens, we'll see. But That seems like the best way, like, on-the-job training to be a guide is to just get to do it uh, organically like that yeah totally absolutely um especially coming from somebody who grew up in you know upstate new york you know to fall in love with something down there like that and get the opportunity to you know maybe do it one day speaking of upstate new york 
You'd take these steelhead and throw them all away just to move to Mexico. I can't believe you. <laughs> you're you're leaving the you steelhead. Know, you know what, man? That's a joke. Uh, I love the steelhead, though, man. I, I love the steelhead equally. I'd, I'd have to figure out a way. I would miss them if I was down there full time. I would miss them. We'll send you snow from Buffalo. They're gonna have some. <laughs> they're, they're gonna have it until like I, uh, what, like June now. Yeah, like a pile. Yeah, it's ridiculous, right? <laughs> oh, you better believe it. Ridiculous. So, speaking of that, are you getting snow over in the UK? Not here, no. Uh, they almost never get snow. We North. It's actually funny. I talked. I talked with uh, you know my girlfriend's family about how much snow I actually get in like the Syracuse UK area. And they, I mean, if they get like an inch, it's like a huge deal, and everything closes. Shut down. Like, if we got an inch, yeah, seriously, that's how it is over here. Um, so no, the answer is no. You get an inch while it's you're getting snow. an inch in yeah. uh, in New York. It's just a cold rain all year. Exactly. Around. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the few times when a uh, when Atlanta gets snow. Everything. Yeah, exactly. The whole everything shuts down. That's the this whole country is like that. Yeah. How good to fishing is there? Why do you want to leave there? <laughs> you don't want to lose any more pounds you're losing oh too many God. pounds man yep exactly so so even ocean fishing you don't need a license right um down there what are you talking about if you're just jumping down off in, the boat you don't and you're fishing salt you don't need a license right nope that's nope, awesome. almost nowhere um the one exception would be anywhere in florida you need the florida license um or down there, there's an island in Mexico. It's called Cozumel. Um, I talked about it for a minute. Awesome fishing. Awesome, awesome fishing. Uh, there, you technically do need a license there because it's like an island and they have like a fishing union. Um, nobody's going to bless you for it. The license is like 17 bucks. It's worth it. Um, but yeah. So no, generally speaking, no, you don't, you don't need a license to hop off and fish in the ocean. Um, yeah. So here's something for you. Us gringos, when we hear Mexico, <laughs> we think of cartels and uh, white men getting decapitated and uh, shooting van fulls of Mormon Mormons. And Coco. Um, <laughs> did, Jesus Christ, Chad. Did you ever run into any issues with, uh, with any bad dudes down there? No. Um, <laughs> when I say no, I'm laughing about a story. Um, you, you don't you don't know how many times I get asked this question, like how much time I've spent in Mexico. How many people are like, oh my god, isn't it not safe? No, dude. Like you have a better chance of getting, you know, into some some crap like that in any big city in the, the United US, States yeah. than done it. Like when I was saying, Detroit. it's like a, there's like 600 people in the entire town that live there. You know what I mean? So no, you're, no, you're not dude. by the city and the. <laughs> The warfare. Not, oh, not yeah. by like Mexico City or anything like that. Yeah. Cartels there, are fine, but Mormons, on the other hand, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've got a, I've got a story about that. This is the one like the worst thing that's ever happened. Is here it is. Um, I went down with a couple buddies. Um, how long? Ago? Like three years ago, down to Mahawal. Like my, like I said, my favorite place in the world. Um, we were walking from you know our Airbnb, which is in this little kind of neighborhood to like the main strip which is right on the ocean it's called the malecone anywhere any oceanside town in mexico is going to have a malecone it's like the boulevard that is on the sea where it's like downtown i guess um we were walking there just to have some dinner or whatever and 
so my buddies and I, we have tattoos, you know, we don't look like a typical Mexican in a village of 600 people. So, um, the biggest problem that with that is like the police will think that you're a criminal if you don't look normal. Right. Um, so we were just walking down and he actually, this police officer, you know, puts on his lights and pulls us over. We were walking, he's in his car and he, um, immediately looks at my buddy Ryan who has the most tattoos and he's like, you, you have cocaine. And he says in, in the accent and everything, you have cocaine. And he's like, well, no, I don't, we didn't have any cocaine. He's like, well, no, no, I don't. Not that and it was like, I mean, it was like a 30 minute thing. We all got frisked, you know, like they took our wallets and checked for cocaine. They're trying to really, put cocaine they on to... you. Yeah. I thought that that's what was going to happen. So I was like next to him watching and I was the only one that had been there before. It was like my idea to go down there. So at that point I was like, shit, these guys are going to fucking hate me. Like bringing them down here, getting frisked, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, I gotta look like I know what I'm doing. So I'm like saying in Spanish, like, no, we don't have cocaine. I don't speak great Spanish, by the way. I'm like, no, we don't have cocaine. You don't need to look in our wallets. Like, stop. Um, basically, what they were trying to do is intimidate us into giving them 20 bucks or whatever so that they let us go. He's like, we're going to take you to jail because you have cocaine. And then I ended up asking him, like, is it because of the tattoos? He goes, yes, it is. It's like, all right, well, we don't have cocaine. We, can we go get dinner? Whatever. And uh, this actually pissed off some people that, because I've known people um, in that town for a while just from the ships. So I told everybody this story and they were pissed about it. And the police actually apologized to us because of it. Well, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it was, it was crap. I mean, you're local. Sure, we might. <laughs> That's the problem. We weren't. <laughs> well, I mean, so, you just looked out of place. I, mean, I think you have, you have a bigger being, a, being a gringo uh, in Mexico, you have a bigger problem with the police trying to take advantage of you. than you have, with any sort of cartel stuff stay away from the cartel that stay away from you is generally the the, the term don't get tattoos before you go to mexico yeah <laughs> or, or that or just know how to talk your way out of not having cocaine if you do or don't so speaking of that you mentioned you speak not fluent spanish yeah uh, like almost nothing but enough to get me out of trouble if i need to how many different languages did you n need to not be fluent in when you were on the the boats and getting off in different places is it just spanish no no just english man i mean everyone that's that you're gonna want to talk to or i wanted to talk to this is <laughs> this sounds horrible <laughs> this sounds horrible but uh yeah i mean english man that's pretty much everything even on the ship it's, like um, visa. it's all english you know spanish i mean it might help you a little bit but spanish i'd say if anything else spanish but um, yeah, that's it. Well, well, it's Mexican. It's not Spanish. Yeah, it's Spanish. No, it's Mexican. It's Jerk not Spanish. Ass. What are you talking about? Spanish. Traditional Spanish is like saying the Queen's English is English is the English we speak. Mexicans do not speak traditional Spanish in most places. Yeah, it's all different dialects everywhere yeah, you go. Sure. Exactly. That's it's all word. slang that, and yeah, everything else. Mexican Spanish. Well, same, same yes. with like me from same with like me from upstate New York versus somebody from Florida or somebody from California. It's Soda kind of or pop, buddy. It's yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I say soda. Okay. Do you? Mm-hmm. Huh. We yeah, must, New York. We, we say, won't hold we you to soda. it. We must be in the small <laughs> the small vein that says pop. Oh, we're the pop mm -hmm. vein. We're yeah. the pop. You guys are pop? Yeah. Ross Bill. Pop. Oh, yeah, yeah we're man. pop guys, yeah. We like yeah. pop. pop. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, pop? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you gotta get the O in there. Wait, Just I, pop. Oh, I have a question <laughs> for you guys quick. Yeah. What is it? Do uh. 
does it sound like I have like some sort of English accent? Because my mother told me that when I called her the other day. She's like, "You're talking like an English accent." She got like up, up She misses you, bud. <laughs> you were good until uh, you got to the pop part. Yeah, no. Pop. <laughs> pop. Okay, there, Mary Poppins. <laughs> no, I say like pop. I say like, mom, pop. I got yeah, that, nasally Syracuse so accent. That's the Central New York. Not not so much mm-hmm. English though. So your your future wife here potentially. <laughs> <laughs> she's getting all old and shit, but uh, so she's from the, she's from over there apparently, right? How, yep. How heavy yep, is? She is. Are you picking the accent up from her? Or are you just trying to fit in? <laughs> what do you mean? Like when I'm talking to other people? I'm just I'm joking. Not... Oh, okay. So I was gonna say, like when I'm out when I'm out and about, I'm trying not to talk. I don't like I don't want any of the attention. He's from New York. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, like uh, I don't talk at all, pretty much. Damn sure I can't say soda. Whoop. No, well, they what do they what the hell do they even say over here? I don't even know what they say over here. Oh, they probably do. They say soda, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, you better get down to the pub, man. It's your freaking birthday. <laughs> oh no, dude, they can't go to the pub. It's dude, they're like four, serious though. fucking Quarantine lockdown. Yeah, four. What do you four. just you just drink bleach instead over there? Or? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty much like that's pretty much where we're at. Um, <laughs> New, no, new there's, rules. No, there's no pubs. There's no pubs right now. Oh fuck, they gotta be um, flipping. They're building oh, them in their yards, man. aren't they? Dude, that's 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 what's funny, and I'm gonna say this because it's funny. Uh, right now, everyone's kind of going for walks for fun, like just walks. Beer walk. They're just going out and walking. Not even a beer walk, dude. <laughs> like they're just going for walks. Just to get outside. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. we see that better too. than. What's that? We're seeing that too, man. A lot of people just. Yeah. Out this year, this year put people in the outdoors a lot more here anyway for yeah. sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's there's more people outside just walking around than there are on the streets over here. Like around like like driving, I should say. Like, there's more people just walking than driving, and that's not apparently not that normal. Ever <laughs> just out walking for something to do? Killing the time. Because you, you can't go anywhere, and nobody fishes. <laughs> For obvious reasons, <laughs> like why, like why would they? <laughs> With all these freaking rules, like why would they fish? So, and that's kind of like the crazy thing is like our little bubble here that we're in that we all kind of pretty mm. much stay in. We're rural. We're out in the country. Yeah, you know. I mean, so same from, where I'm from. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know exactly how it is, and mm-hmm. you know half the people around here. You walk into stores, they refuse to even put masks on, and you have places like oh, yeah. you know, like you're talking about, everything's shut down. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, over here, it's it's definitely different than that because I feel like people are more worried about everything over here. There's nobody that's just not going to wear a mask over here. Everybody's, like, serious about it. Um, that's pretty much all I'm going to, so I don't get in trouble. But, yeah. <laughs> everyone's, like, everyone's really serious about it over here. Yeah. So, hey, Tommy, uh, is there anything that we haven't hit on that, that you want to hit on? Any funny stories or anything that we haven't led you to? Oh, man, uh, funny stories. No, not not really that no. I can think of. Well, what's, um, what's the one thing that just odd happened on the beach one day fishing or, or a fish that you could just recall, a big one or, or a special fish? Uh, yeah, I, I got one uh, last year. It's like February. Yeah, this is a good story. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell this one. I had so I was off the ship. Um, it was a horrible tide to go fish permit. This is down in Malawal. Um, horrible tide to go fish permit. 
I decided to go fish permit anyways because I had nothing else to do. So uh, the ship got in uh, into port around 12 local time, like 12, 12 p.m. So it's kind of late to get started, you know, and we left late. We left at like 9 p.m. So it was, I had a couple hours to go out and it was it was low tide. The place I wanted to go was a spot that fished way better on high tide. But I went anyways, you know. Um, so I got out there. I was actually meeting up with a buddy who's actually from Albany, New York, which is not far from where I'm from. But he was working on a different ship, and he also fly fishes for permanent bones. So I was gonna, I was stoked. I was going to meet up with him, right? Um, his ship got there early, so he had he had the flat at high tide, and he was fishing the whole time. Um, so I got there, texted him. He's like, "Yeah, I'm out here, man. You know, come out." I actually got under the flat. He was on the complete opposite end, so I figured I'd fished over to him. And I started walking. I didn't take five steps, and I saw the biggest permit I've ever seen in my life. Massive, massive permit. Tail out of the water. Big-ass black tail out of the water. Water was like two feet, and half of this fish was out of the water. It was like as big as me. It wasn't, but, it was, <laughs> you know. Sure shit felt like. As big as me, dude. Yeah. No, it was, it was a big fish. I mean, it was, it was 25 25 pounds 20 25 pounds that's not even me exaggerating it actually was um i was using an avalon fly which is just kind of a shrimpy crabby could be anything fly it really doesn't look like anything it looks like an airplane <laughs> <laughs> but but permit but permit eat it so the bone finish you know um yes yeah, so i you know i didn't like i said i didn't take five steps towards towards will who was 200 yards on the other side of the flat and you know it's 40 feet away this tail comes up and i cast as soon as it hits the water, that fish made a big toilet bowl flush, hit that fly, and just took off. Um, problem with this flat is if that fish runs 50 feet, no, nah, I should say 50, 50 yards out, it drops from, like, two feet to, like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know how deep, like, deep, like, 300-plus feet. Just a straight drop-off. Just that's abyss. why the fish go there. <laughs> that's, why the fi- well, that's why the permit go there is because uh-huh. it's – a flat, shallow area where there's food, and then they have deep water right there. Okay. To, you know, be safe, right? I shot up the fish somehow. Uh, well, somehow he ate the fly, hooked the fish. He starts running. I'm screaming, dude. Like, and I'm not far from where the beach, like that Malacone area that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, where you I'm go? I'm not far from there. Like, I'm just out. I'm out maybe probably 50, yeah, probably 50 yards from the Malacone that I'm on this flat. It's downtown Mahalal, like, right there. And I'm screaming, dude. Like, permit! Fish out! Like, swearing. And all these people, I can see that they're looking at me. <laughs> but this is the biggest permit I've ever hooked in my life. And I'm screaming. I want Will's attention because I'm not going to land this fish by myself. You know? Um, meanwhile, so the way that the way that this spot is, is where that drop-off is, the waves are really high. You know, at, when, when the waves are going, they're high. Yeah. So I couldn't even just swim out and like follow the fish, which I would have done if the waves were smaller, but they just weren't. They were over my head if I walked out there. Um, to kind of where the gradual drop off is before the big drop off. Okay. So I'm screaming to Will, screaming to Will, and somehow I kept this fish on for like probably ten minutes for him to get from where he was, two hundred yards on the other side of the flat. He starts running because he heard me from that far away, just screaming. Right. <laughs> so he's running down. So, I mean, long story short, I don't have a photo of this fish. This fish broke me off. He did not break my fly line. Um, thank God. But he broke me right at the leader. He must have wrapped around with some coral. This this is a devastating flat. The fish starts running. Like, you have no chance. And this was the biggest permit that I've ever had. 
on foot. If I had a boat, we would have landed it. But the funny story, the funny part is, I guess, that Will ran his ass from 200 yards across the flat, full speed, in the water, in like, you know, a foot and a half, two feet of water, booked it to me to try to land this fish that was still 150 feet into my back. (laughs) (laughs) By the time he got to me. And then I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's all permit. He's got a video of me screaming. I don't know how many times I said permit. And I'm like, it's all fucking permit. It's so fun. I'll send it to you because it's just funny. Heck and yeah. uh, eventually, all of a sudden, like, I'm bent up, deep in my backing. And, like, you see the back and everything. And then all of a sudden, and my rod just goes straight. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. And, uh, yeah, so the funny part is that Will got there just for that video of me losing that fish and screaming but like you can hear me like while he's running he starts the video and you can hear me from a long way away screaming permit and this is like this is like with all the guests there were three cruise ships in this port at this time all the guests were on that malacone you know 50 feet away from 50 yards away from me and they heard me screaming this and they're just trying to go to the beach and i'm just screaming <laughs> bloody murder you're ruining their time because <laughs> dude like permit don't eat flies man like when they eat the fly you scream you know, um, are they as fickle as everyone says they are? Uh, yes and no. The thing is, the thing with permit, and this is a good thing to kind of leave on with, as far as permit fishing goes. The biggest thing is the people that are successful, consistently successful with permit, are the people that show the fish the fly every time, not just sometimes. If you that fish, they they are as fickle as people say they are. Um, they are finicky. But the people that are really successful are the people that can show that fish that fly every single time they get a shot. And that's the difference. Because some guys get lucky. They might show that fish the fly sometimes. And when they do, that might be the right fish that eats that fly. The guys that are really successful consistently show that fish the fly every time. They do get refused. They are finicky. But when the fly is in front of the fish's face, flies in the strike zone, you have a better chance of that finicky fish eating that fly. Whereas, say you cast to that fish and it's 10 feet in front of the fish instead of five, like three to five feet in front of the fish and he never sees it because he turns, that might have been the fish that would eat that fly. But you'll never know because the, fl- the cast wasn't in the zone. So that's a big thing with permit fishing and that's the thing I can't stress enough. That matters more than the fly and the fly line, the rig, the reel, everything. It's just putting the fly in the zone every single time you get a shot. That's kind of the and that's what with, separates the men from the boys. <clears throat> that's like fishing muskie in small water, you know, giving mm-hmm. that fish the opportunity rather than where it's not going to see it or it's just too high, too low, but what have you. Exactly. So the permit is like you, you're you going to see that fucking yep. fish and that fish is going to taunt you the whole time <laughs> until, you, until you start casting. And then if you don't put the fly in the zone, he's going to taunt you. And even sometimes when you put the fly in the zone, he's going to taunt you. So that's, uh, yeah, if you... If you like your life and, you, you know, you like fishing, don't fish for permit. Because so, <laughs> once you do, it'll be in a session because it's going to become personal. Fishing for permit sounds a lot like being a Browns fan. Every once in a while they yeah. win, but most of the times they great, just let you down. Yep. Yep. Unless you put it, I mean, um, the difference is if you, if I don't know, I can't, I can't link it up to the Browns thing, but if you put the fly <laughs> in the zone... If you put the fly in the zone every single time, more fish are going to eat that fly. If you're missing shots, you have no chance, you know? So, Just all about finding the right fish and showing the fish the fly. That's so, one question to go on. Uh, yep. If a Yankee like us 
like yourself is going to go down to Mexico or the Caribbean to catch fish, what are what what should we bring with us? You know, what's the one rod we got to have and the fly we got to have with us? Well, I hope if you're going down just to fish, you're going to bring more than one. Um, but I'd bring I'd bring anything from an eight eight to a ten weight. Um, seven you could get away with, but it's a little light. Um, and then match the line to the to the rod. As far as reels or something with with good solid drag, it doesn't have to be super strong. It just has to be smooth. So anything with a good smooth drag, um, sealed preferably. But like I said, I fished the T-Boy original series, and those are not they're not sealed. They're just workhorses, you know. So anything, I would say sealed over unsealed. Um, and yeah, you're, you're good to go if, if that's if that's all you got. Um, if you could bring one of each from, from eight to 10, perfect, even better. Um, like I said, I like to fish an eight weight whenever I can, but if I need to fish a nine weight with more wind, um, or a bigger fly nine or even 10, um, I'll do it. So yeah. Perfect. Alrighty, man. Hey, Tommy. Well, Hey, go enjoy your birthday, man. We're going to let you get going and thank you so much for your time. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for the invite, guys. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It was our pleasure tonight. Perfect, buddy. Wood. I'll tell you what, guys. That was a fun conversation. Yeah, if you are into DIY, there's that. There, that's all you need to hear, right See, there. I mean, yeah. and, and read a book if you want, or or you don't have to go that far. But not sealed drags are okay, and bring your rod on that cruise and sneak off, right? And make sure you have no cocaine in your pockets, <laughs> or or know <laughs> how to, or know how to say no cocaine in my pockets. <laughs> don't go to England to go fishing. Yeah. yeah, he did not yeah, sell I'm that. Good. He should not be on the tourism board for New <laughs> No, he should not. <laughs> they, they must yeah. have pretty girls and shitty fishing. That's, yeah, that's what I got from his conversation. One selling point: the pretty yep. girls. Yeah. Speaking of books, got one of our previous guests, uh, Tim Landwehr, the smallmouth book that they did. Well, I mean, there's obviously what six guys involved with it, but whoo, that's gonna be a good book. Yeah, that seems like a good book. Yeah, I'm like. I just obviously got started in it, but learned quite a bit already. Pick it up on things that you typically wouldn't think of that he pokes at that are it's it's nice things to pay attention to that you you might not have before. I read at a third grade reading level, so you know it takes me a little while to get through a book. How quickly are you going through there? Oh, you tear right through the books. Page like thirty. Auto reading. And you got it on the the having your phone read it to you while you tie. I wish that'd be nice. The audio books, yeah, yeah, pretty cool. No, it's just a hard book for a regular book. Speaking of that, I got a previous guest uh, book as well for Christmas. Uh, Miles Nolte's The Alaska Chronicles. That's nice. gonna take me about two years to read, but I'm gonna get through it. I promise. <laughs> but are you just uh, just because you just don't pick books up a lot anymore, or why? I read super slow, and uh, too like I am. Don't yeah. have time. 
And no, and, and anymore, it seems like when I do sit down and I want to try to read something, even if I'm super interested in it, I fall asleep. Reading is like, uh, I don't know. It's like uh, putting my Bill Cosby mask on. It puts me right to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> See, spot run. Run, spot run. <laughs> Not like a light. Yeah, but that's something. I, it, it's more stories than uh, than Tim's Smalley yeah. book. So I was going to ask about that book a little more. Like, is it... Is it very just detailed situational things? Is it stories of guys going off fishing and learning things that way? Or oh, no, no, it's not like anything of that nature. It's more just like, like a direction book, like not a direction book, but like a how to, like a how, yeah, kind of like a how where to, to how to. Um, it's broke down into, and what I like about it is it's broken into high, mid, low. So it's essentially just them chapters, and then as he starts on there, then that's where they go into the different lines that they use and the flies that they use and. A lot of flies that, you know, I mean, like what we have here, we've kind of been cut and dry with. What we found's worked. We've stuck with what's worked. But there's a lot of good options in there, too, that's, like, very similar to what we're using. It may fill a couple voids where we've had some dead spots in, too, that we've kind of maybe missed out on a couple things. But, like, as you get in, like, middle of the column, you know, there's stuff that going into, like, different lines and the type of flies that they use through it, but... Just like the transition points of the fish and where they're moving is kind of like where I'm at with it right now. So where they're at, the stages they are, and kind of the key points to finding the fish. Yep. I'll tell you what, I reached out to Tim this week, and he's been super helpful for me. He's a, he's a great dude. Everybody we ever talked to, just top-notch dude. So did, uh, did we do anything fun over the holiday break i know a couple of us had a, a couple extra days off work i went fishing did you on christmas eve peach peach said uh hey man but we get a little bit of warm weather and uh got some snow melt off and you know right before this next weather system moves in we get a ton a ton a ton we got a ton of snow we did here in the northeast and i know we didn't even get a ton compared to the rest of the northeast but right here in western pennsylvania we've got plenty for what is normal here uh lately but Pete said, hey, before all that, let's go fishing. I said, hey, let's go fishing. So kid got dropped off m- Mama and with the other kids, and me and Peach went and spent a little day up running the little trout stream. He had never caught a uh, native brook trout. So every hole, I was like, all right, you go get in here first. And then we walked up on one. I, I, I messed <coughs> up, put it into a tree limb that was pissing me off, so I pulled the fucking tree limb out of the water. PG sent me the picture of you just staring at a fly in a tree. <laughs> I was fucking <laughs> pissed. <laughs> this one was in the water. Ah, the first little bend. There, that on the, on the right side, there had been a limb that had fallen in there, and it's not like it's like a... Part of their ecosystem no, or it wasn't, anything. No, no, it wasn't. This one wasn't. <laughs> this one wasn't. And Chad will attest. It hasn't always, like, you know where it takes that hard bend, like the first hole yeah. in the hard bend? Uh-huh. There was a little tree limb that had fallen in oh. on the right. It was just pissing everybody off and not letting you get a good drift into where all the fish were on the on the real tree stump on the left. I know where you are. So I was like, ah, F that tree limb. It's coming out. It was a real thin one. Yeah. Yeah, I pulled that thing out. It had never been there anyway. So then I got, uh, we walked on after that because I spooked all the fish out of that one. <laughs> Suckers. And, you know, walked up, walked up, didn't really know. Like, at first we were kind of running the hopper dropper, the same thing we were running, you know. And it, the water conditions were total opposite. The creek was full to the banks and it was coming down like a little bit muddy. Not muddy, but stained. You know what I mean? Just a tiny bit stained. 
for you know a little spring-fed brook trout stream and uh so peach put on a a, a big pink uh uh what was i told you earlier mop fly mop fly yeah with a bead head on it and then he first cast catches a nice one boom i'm like oh okay well you solved you solved the riddle get the egg flies out no i just so i put i put a little chanel same thing just like a uh Sam on worm type of thing with a bead head on it, you know, and there you went. It just started going and going and going. I've never caught a fish on Sam one worm. Well, those types of days <laughs> no. up those types no. of days up there would be a really, really that that be that should be a staple in what we throw because with the little bead on it. Yeah. Because Bro, it was it if, I mean if you don't got a white sand one worm. The one I caught the one I caught he, shit. he actually if you look at my hand when I'm holding the fish, if you look up on my hand, the, he threw up a red worm. Oh, and okay. it's sitting on my hand in the picture. I never look at your ugly and ass like, fucking hands. No, dude. nobody looks at my fucking. Nobody wants to look at my ugly ass hands. In you the call picture. those hands? Yeah, fucking nubs out yeah. Of here. That's the only way to distinguish whether which one was PJ's fish and your fish. Yeah, <laughs> you usually try to look at the fish behind your hands. I'm yeah. like, where's the uh, fish? Uh, I shut the fuck up. That little fish, I, I held nicely. I showed him off nice. But yeah, if you look on my on the top of my hand is a uh, like a red worm he threw up when I caught him. He had been down there smashing on everything. Food Same coming. Hole. Well, food coming in at that yeah. point. You know, you I caught aren't. one. I caught one that was literally. I, uh, I don't know. Holding the mini jerk. So what? <clears throat> what's that, Jace? Two and a half inches, three inches. Oh, that's why I said. Dude, literally, I caught one that big. Jason, on that fly Jason, lightheartedly me, lightheartedly invited me after I <laughs> called, and, and I had to find out he was going fishing without me. Imagine that. Oh, but I'm, I'm like, in. I'm you like. I'm like, uh, no, nah, I'll probably go still have fishing where if I do catch one, it'll be at least 28 inches or, you know, 36. Eight or seven or, inches? Hey, they're... Uh, I'm not into that. I'm not into catching little fish. I'm hey, sorry. Hey, hey, I, hey, I know they're pretty. I know they're beautiful, but, I mean, I could do it. Honestly, I, I, don't I know. enjoy scenarios I don't know, Jace, like that. I don't that. know if you could. Yeah, but I don't think ain't... you have the finesse. I just you no, barely just, show enough finesse when you fucking smallmouth this. So I, I don't, don't know wanna, if you have it. I don't want to catch a fish that small due to the fact that I like how pretty they are, and I might disrupt that. You know what? The one thing that I can take away from it, and I mean, obviously, being able to do it with my daughter and her wanting to do it plays a big part in that. Ground brings you back to ground. Yeah, for a she's reading it. You, you know, got to read it for. I mean, you just you're going out there, not looking for you know, just trying to catch a giant fish, and you're not doing it. You're just. You're taking everything in, and it is nice. Oh, it's fun. It's fun but when that, it's that fun. reading it's that little water is is uh, to do it on a regular. Uh, no, absolutely not. But here and there, yeah, it's, a time of year nice thing little, for me. Yeah. I and think it's cool in the winter because you're going to a beautiful place. You're hiking up a nice stream that's covered in snow. You can't really beat it. You know, it's for a kid. It's awesome. That's that's a, oh, for a kid. And like you said, it it starts to like even at a younger age, and even in it, it'll. It shows you how to break down water still. Like, shows you what a hole you, is. You, like, <laughs> like, even oh, in the smallest is. aspect of what a hole could be or what a hole is, it'll show you exactly what it is. And you got to break it down. Like, all right, it's just a mini, where it's is like, this fish going to be lying? It's like where a Lego set. Yeah. It's like a Lego set of a big stream. Put it together. Yeah. It's just like it's really just every, thing, every just piece. a lot smaller. Yeah, exactly, you just have yeah. To, yeah, you just have to make, break everything down to a smaller thought and just, okay, this monster in his own little right in his, at, in his spot is... Is you know where is he gonna lie? Hey, How's hey. he gonna approach? 
I'd pay 50 pounds for a nine pounder. <laughs> you I know, care fucking teeth. Wow, talking to him, even that man, doesn't it make you appreciate that we get to just we could just go do that? Yeah, <laughs> you could just go get the fish. Your well, state, your state fish. How free? How Anywhere free the fuck was that? You want with your kids? If you divide thirty dollars by three hundred sixty-five, that's no money. No, no. You know, you had that your license. What's the PA for license state? Well, that's you it's guys what, pay forty-two dollars. Like but I mean, that's still that's nothing. You get to touch every water you want. Drive by or for, oh, the mo- sure, for the most part, you know. Yeah, like that's that's pennies in a bucket. That's nothing. I, I couldn't imagine wasting a hundred bucks. For we one also day live in a cool drainage area. You know, we we're lucky enough in the Western PA to live in like. Well, uh, there's not sl- one uh, waterway. A cold. Well, hold on. A cold water, e, you know, east and right into here. Cold water and and a warm water. We're by Watershed. no means cold water, well, but I mean, we but have you had, relative access to a you, little. Yeah, amount close, of it. close enough. Yeah. The right get terrain, to the cold water. Yeah. We got the terrain for yeah. it. Yeah. I, I love it. I think we live in a great area. Oh, things considered, I mean, within a couple hours from going to Ohio, you don't have any other. You know, no, opportunity no. Or anything. Uh, I mean, to to drive for an hour, like you Hold said. Hold on, one second. An annual Pennsylvania fishing license is twenty two ninety. Plus, What's with the plus uh, a combo, combo. Of fifteen or yeah, something, yeah, right? That. Oh, the, the, you, everybody gets well, a combo. I mean, even another thing is like we're talking about just a few minutes ago with Tim's book. Look at the opportunity for smallmouth that we haven't tapped. Oh, sure. Think about how much water we we've probably only touched twenty percent of the opportunity smallmouth wise within an hour's range of here. Oh, that that put it like this. That's I mean, the, there's there's so much opportunity still around here with fish that we haven't even that's everywhere yeah. exploited. Oh, yeah. Yet. Upper stretches of a couple places I've been looking at too. We need to get to, and there's a few places. That them creeks are going to be, and and like the one uh, right by where I was fishing at yesterday. That'd be perfect for like them little wigglies. Mm-hmm. You're going to have them areas oh, yeah. there. There'd be money for that. We don't see that m- the place for them much in our river. No, but the creek close we can. Yeah, there'll be a lot of opportunities for it there. A lot. I I mean off the top of my head I can think of. Five, six, seven stretches of smallmouth are in. That'll be perfect for that. They're sitting, guarding. Yeah, yeah, that's a like a nice, delicate presentation to them. Something like that hits the top. They'll come up and slurp it. Thirty-eight eighty for the PA resident license and a trout in the Erie combo. There you go. Thirty-eight eighty. Thirty-eight eighty. Really? That's what it says. I thought it was more than that. That's too. with trout. Yeah, that's yeah, that, everything. You get that, what, $8 a piece or 15 so can you for get both? The, yeah. What is it for just a, the license and the trout, like if I don't get Erie? 30 why, why would you do that? You're at 30 I don't have a fish. You're at 30 Erie bucks because that's years, eight, years. $8 a piece. You're at 37 nine ninety for the trout. Oh, nine ninety. Yeah. What's the combo? The 16 combo, So it'll be like 29 bucks. Ah, oh, I can't tell you the last time I... I fished up there with Michael, Erie. maybe. No, f- you, probably no you Erie fished with Jay. No, we fished Ohio. Oh, oh, hi, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, it went with mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, I literally have an Erie trip fishing. Yeah, it's been five or six years. No, it wasn't that long. Well, Erie, no, yeah, Erie, Erie, Erie yeah, trips. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah PA side. Oh, yeah. Who no, would do Ohio, that? Steelhead-wise, Ohio was, like, what, three years ago or so? Yeah, uh, I mean, ultimately, I, I guess every steelhead needs long-armed, even if it's your personal best. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? They just, there's a whole lake ran into the river. Oh, don't they people do that? <laughs> oh, my God. That kills me. I love it. I love it all, man. I see sweet pictures. They tag tag where they're at. and You Long know. Arm the shit out of this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Show you how big oh, they Jesus are. Jesus H. Christ. 
So I, I got off work yeah. early on uh, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. By getting off work early, I said, hey, guys, I'm fucking leaving. I don't want to be here anymore. You guys Is that have- when you went fishing? Yeah. <laughs> so I came home. I said, hey, Nolan, come on. We're going fishing. I said, your mom needs to wrap some Christmas gifts. Wink, wink. They're for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so we, uh, we left, and we went to a local delayed harvest. He has a spinning rod with a spinner, the same one he caught the steelhead on. And uh, I brought a little, or my sixth weight, and a little white woolly bugger. And I was like, all right. I think I cast my fly rod four times. Because basically all we did, he's a seven-year-old. We walked up to almost the top, hopped in the creek, and he just like walking down it. He was walking fast. He's, I was like, slow down, buddy. I'm just trying to fish. And he's like, no, I, I can't slow down. It's just pushing me too hard. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I was like, we went, got to a little bit slower spot. And I was like, all right, hey, I'm going to take my hand off your back, you know, just for a second. He's like, okay. Didn't you know he kicked a big rock, fell right in his face? <laughs> I grabbed him by the back of the jacket like a... Like a mama cat by the scruff of the neck and lift oh, him yeah. up. He was like, <gasps> dripping. I was like, you little chilly. He's like, no, that was fun. Like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> so uh, you need to get like, you know, the floaties that kids go in or that they keep some yeah, up, his right? Yeah, kid never wore floaties <laughs> in the fucking pool. Why yeah, but now? We, we're trying to keep the water on the outside of the waders yeah. here, buddy. Well, his he needs wa- like a small inner tube. His little waders do top. have a waiting belt. Nothing got into the waders. I was like, oh, buddy. He's like. What, why don't you want me to get wet, Dan? I was like, well, for one, you're going to get cold. It's five out. <laughs> and then for two, that was another weird thing. And for two, if you get water into your waders, that's how people drowned. And he's like, I could die? I was like, yeah. Everything fun has a said, price. We, we're having fun, but this could be dangerous. And he's like, oh. I was like, that's why you have to listen to me. The approach. <laughs> <laughs> but when we left the house, we were gone for two hours, I think. When we left the house, it was 50 degrees. When we got back, it was 36 and snowing. No, that, that day started. I, I went out and did a little fishing. Did you harm any lips? No, 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 no. He makes some cast? I uh, made three, I think. And then he said, I just want to walk. Where'd you go? The bottom section or uh, right The delayed shop? harvest. No, no, no. Another creek. Oh, okay. Sweet. Good. I like that one. It's less people. There was and nobody there. Even better. Nobody. All three, all three parking lots. Looks like it had some water. It did. It was perfect. That's a good, good walk streamer water. Through Absolutely the perfect. Man, that's a, you just walk and swing that creek. Yeah, that's perfect. what I that's what I wanted to do, but it just. I think that. Listen, yeah. that may be the only creek I've ever caught all three trout in, at the really? same time. Palomino was in there too. Uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> I could have got him. I don't know what color that lies under, but that's. I think he's a rainbow. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he counts as a rainbow. But I, in one day, I caught a brown, a rainbow, and it was on. It was Easter one year. I was on my way to my mom's house. Brown rainbow and a brook, and the brook really? surprised the hell out of me. I'm I never like, knew what they put him in. Ah, maybe did it come from came, somewhere else? Maybe came uh, out no, of pine. No, no I know wolf, I put a pine. Get some. What's the little by Grove City? Yellow. What's the little one yellow. that trickles in Airport Road? I think it might be called. I don't know. Yeah. it could have made it in from there. Yeah, but maybe. I mean, I caught all three in one day. But of all the places I've been. I don't think I've ever done that. Which you you could definitely do it at the place they you put like. Put them to little fish. tiger yeah, browns in there it, for yeah. a couple years too. No, they were some that. cool fish. Yeah, they were like the that brown. Was, I remember because I was like I don't know how many eight ten years ago. It was like when I first got the GoPro. I have a video of one of them on there. That's sweet. But uh, yeah, that day started out fifty some degrees. I woke mm-hmm. up and I'm like, well, 
it is Christmas, and I I always put shit off to the end. Hey, I ain't have nothing wrapped. You know, I was lucky I got the shopping in whatever the day before, so it's me time, man. Nobody around. I was like, well, I could be a grown-up and change my oil and not go fishing, which I don't want to be a grown-up. But then I decided to meet halfway in the middle. I did the did the oil. It was done by like 7.30. I like to get up early uh, daylight at 50 degrees. Hell yeah. Changing oil before it's five out, you know. Got that done in 20 minutes. Filled her up. Threw the poles in. On my way. So 40-minute drive. I'm north, you know what I mean? I'm trying to hit some steelhead. I ride over and it's looking great. Like oh, everywhere on the charts are saying hi. And I'm kind of playing that it might be at one river because you're not sure. It doesn't have a gauge. And I, like, drive over, and it looks great. I'm like, I'm going to smack them. Get down there, a couple guys around, you know, some people hitting some holes. I find a spot all to myself. I'm like, I'm going to smack them. It's prime conditions. Water's got the color. The creek is full now. It's different from when I've last fished. I was, you know, shaking the dust off. But we're just running the bead, you know, an egg fly just fucking around with fly rod trying to trying to get one bro i need to get back in the game <laughs> you gotta get that fixed <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had to fix this so throw, you know three throw the bobber on real quick and fucking make some cast i couldn't touch fish i'm like what's going on maybe i need the pin so i picked that up and nothing dude i could touch nothing on beads fish some jigs went to the next hole up which is the best hole one of the best holes on the river usually full of fish and people hook them left and right it's like two guys there, and they're kind of standing right where I want to be on that side. But you can fish it from anywhere and catch them. Guy hooks one fish, and he's like, oh, I was doing well, all on Orange B. That's all I've been fishing all week. I'm like, why haven't you changed? <laughs> it might be something better than Orange B, dude. Because he's been doing well. You don't got a chartreuse? Dude, what, the f- what the hell? How do you fish just one bead color? Whatever. That, I fish tandem beads, so that's out of the question unless they're only going to bite chartreuse, right? That's usually the that's usually the go to most sure. times. I, I like the white death and bead Is combo. It you, I mean, you're pretty much good for one on the bead, even if it's a shitty day. I couldn't touch one, dude. Bobber never dropped. Not even a big fat, big huge bead like a fucking I threw giant it. one, dude. I threw it too. Really? I threw no the shit. big one. It, 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 that's one thing I really no don't do anymore. Shit. I threw a ten mil and everything. They're buoyant. Put beads in a cup if you're a bead fisherman and tell me how they float. And verse each other, you know, you'll you'll learn something that day. But I mm. learned that I learned that from a gear guy. I mean, somebody showed me. I ain't gonna be shy to share. But uh, I fished my ass off through the white jig. Figured that would take some fish. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Some guys across the river after the one guy who hooked a fish lost it left. Said he was doing good. And I was like, did I hit the switch? What did I do? Did I bump something? I do. It, should I come on your side? What the hell? No fish for like an hour. He left. This other guy was green to it. He got tied up by him you know a few beads he never fished him and he ended up getting one on like the ass end of the drift i'm talking like his shit was swinging he didn't know what he was doing a spinning rod he was swung one up on a bead i don't know how the hell it happened like i'm just watching this dude i'm like this fucking kick me in the balls why don't you (laughs) so he gets the fish in he's getting it close and i'm like sir Get, get on sp- the bank, you're sir. You're supposed no. to just here. shuffle that thing. Use your use the rod <laughs> yes, and walk. Get, get on the bank. He's like he got a nine, you know, nine foot rod or a noodle rod, and he's trying to net this fish, and he's nowhere close. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, put the net down. That's not gonna work, sir. I was like, you really don't need it, but back, just walk back. You get that fish on his shoulders. You got him. You'll slide him right up. And he was like. 
you know, thanks. Most people would have just let me flop. And I'm like, I'll help anybody I can. But I was like, we talked for a little bit and he, you know, enjoyed the tips. And I was like, if you not fish beads, that's definitely something you need in your repertoire. So how does, how do people take tips from someone who's not catching fish? You better. You <laughs> fucking better. I, I did have a Gore-Tex coat on and, you know, some high-end waders and shit. So everybody should take tips from him, right? Looking apart. Nah, I, I only didn't catch fish because I suck. I, I've caught them before. Yeah. <laughs> I still had dust on my flower for the last time I fished over a month ago. It, last time I fished was when I went to New York, November 11th. Like, no, touched no water since. Crossed plenty of water. Looked at it. Even thought about it. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to Game Lands. Mm, they got, I'm like, if it's that shitty of hunting, I'll just take my rod and double up. <laughs> I carried a gun on my back and fish. That's where you guys fished. Right? That's why you had orange hats on, right? Yeah. There's fish there. But yeah, it was a it was a cool day of fishing, you know. Then the storm was coming. Got windy. Temp dropped like right now, like you said, got cold as shit. I started on my way home. It just started raining. I beat it back, so had a good day, man. Got the oil changed at least. Fuck those fish uh, uh, accordingly. <laughs> my last day of work, I had I think fifty eight miles to empty on my gas tank. Right now I have 34. So it's going to get me to work tomorrow, and then i got to just shit, because I didn't want to leave the house at all on these days off. It w- <laughs> oh, oh, man. It was I had to drive through. Oh, I, my oh. wife drove through a lot of it. All that crap. I mean, we got hammered with snow. Did oh, you yeah. go roads so, were junk. Did you go somewhere on Christmas? On Christmas Eve, I was in Newcastle, my grandfather. So that ride back was trash. Dude. Oh, and yeah, then going bad, to my bad. mom and dad's Christmas Day. Oh, my and God. And then driving back to let my dog out and then back down again. <laughs> Listen, I drove out to my mom's. That's like 45 minutes. It, it didn't it's take, out past Mercer. Yeah, it didn't take my much out. longer. I drove 80. It was scary. Like, there was good spots. There was mediocre spots. The roads were cleared, but there was still them lines, you know. And then you're driving, and people are just buzzing by you. And then you look over, and there's a semi flipped over, and there's still <laughs> buzzing by you. are like, oh, man, that would have slowed me down a little bit, you know, <laughs> just seeing the two semis, the other cars. But, you know, it wasn't bad, but it was the, just that. Those semis didn't have white mud flaps, did they? No, I well, they're coming to see you now, huh? I, I hope not. Yeah, dude, it was like that, that you know, grip the wheel type driving and shit, because I came home, and it was dark, and it was just as bad. It man. sucked. I'll tell you what, I came home from Greenville on Christmas Eve, and I came down 18, went through Hermitage. The second I got to that Burger King, like mm-hmm. where town kind of Gilridge, ends. Yeah. No. Or no. Um, more. Yeah, Moorfield. Moorfield. Yeah. The second I passed there, the roads were shit. They yes. gave they gave a fuck about town. Exactly. Yeah. They plowed town, and then the second you get to the red light, they said nuts to it. That was it. Yeah, that my Christmas Eve was I was at my parents' house, just the four of us, because, you know, all, all the stuff going on, not, nobody else, but... Jeez, no, my wife starts to see some ice falling, you know. And I mean, my dad and I were starting to have beers, starting to have a good times, starting to get a little warmed up, having having a good time, you know, starting to solve, you know, some of the, you know, world start problems. To be, start to be better friends. Yeah, you know, hanging out, having fun, and all of a sudden, my wife's like, "We have to go. We have to go now." I'm not driving back to this. You already had drinks, and I'm like, "Oh fuck! All right, we're leaving." So we had dinner and we had to go. Yeah, like two miles. I exactly. My, the whole point. Yes, we had two miles to go. We had should, nowhere to go. You should have said, really... "Start walking. I'll get you when I'm ready." She would have loved that one. Yeah, that would have been real good. So like, I'd be like, "I'm staying here." But it no. was like midnight, yeah. Christmas Eve. Like, all right, we're gonna take off. And like, it's 
surprised you guys leave early. I'm like, four wheel drive, just yeah. yeah. Don't gas it on the bends. Yeah. I just Hit can't gas depend on, on other and drive people. Drive a little Mark. slower. That's all. Yeah. I just you can't. Know? Maybe but, you're safer well, to do that because there was less people out, but. No, man, it's, dude, it's people doable. just can't drive right. You know, like I said, if I'm doing 55, I got four wheel drive. There's a oh. reason because anything can happen. I have children in the vehicle, but yeah, on the highway, yeah, 55 we, when it's, I mean, when it's like that, yeah, it's completely. I mean, you got people. Covered. People are driving on it like there was no snow out there. I'm like, you can't just switch lanes at 78. You're gonna jerk it into the guardrail, dude. You know that 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 snow is gonna catch you and slow you down and spin you the fuck out. <laughs> They didn't give a Quite shit. Quite frankly, like the back roads around here, I enjoy driving them covered yes. in water. No, they're they fun. need, they need the snow. They yeah, need I mean, snow. And you're, we're not flying around. They're just... Fill the potholes in more, a little bit. Yeah, it's more fun. Yeah, it fills in the potholes. <laughs> Dude, listen, I live on a street that's connected all in a little neighborhood. Well, somehow my road is considered county. The, like 1,000 feet on my road is county. And the street that use around right behind me is township. That mug is clean. Yep. I'm talking clean, clean. You got perfect streets. My road is just a solid brick of ice because they got all them interchange highway to worry about right there. Uh, we're not even on the list, dude. We might, when it's 50, they might come put some salt down <laughs> here in a couple of days, dude. dude it's <clears throat> my, uh, my brother-in-law and I, we, we, uh, we went over his house as well, which that was the only other little driving, but got him a, a tree stand off Chad. He loved it. Love Good, I'm, gl- I'm he glad like, he appreciates it. He was Is like, that the one you won you never yeah, used? Wait, is that, you got a box tree it, stand. Yeah, he had a, <laughs> in, in a box he had never used. I'm like, well, yeah, Chad, I'm going to get that off you. And I, I went and bought some of the uh, screwing screwin things. We're going to put up behind uh, Uncle Don's, and that's going to be another one of the tree stands. We got back in uh, awesome. a little bit of land right behind Booyah. my brother-in-law's. So well, here, it's, it's not a bad little tree stand. If there's if there's any one thing I can give you a tip on to screw on thing, screw on steps, very nice. But if you're going to leave it there and you know it's going to be there and it's legit and it's good, uh, 20 ladder climbing sticks. They're very safe. That I can't stress the safety on going up these. I do it a lot. Get, oh, he has. He said he had the sticks. He, uh, he has the sticks. That is, they're nice, man. I mean, he does have the sticks. Nice, he said they're expensive, though. Exactly. Yeah. But they're worth. Yeah, like, but that's what he said. Yeah. Safety, he man. He has those already. But, yeah, I got him that, though, for, for Christmas. And uh, that was a, he, he liked it. But, uh. I wanted to. I ta- I got into a little uh, thing on the internet. I didn't get to talk about this. Uh, my brother-in-law sold a giveaway. My brother-in-law sold. A, um, he found him on Facebook trading, and it was he was selling a bandsaw of his dad's, and found the kid who wanted to trade a knife, handmade forged knife, for a bandsaw. So I was over there moving some stuff around. Was going to maybe help put the bandsaw onto the truck and or have beers for moving other things during the move of their house and. The kid comes over, and he's got a bunch of knives and everything. I'm like, wow, these are nice and oh, awesome. And all of a sudden, my brother-in-law, he, you know, he, there he has a free giveaway. The kid, it's uh, Finch's Forge uh, on Instagram. has a free giveaway, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, shit. I'll, my brother-in-law tags me. I'm like, oh, I'll tag a couple people like you. Yeah, I mean, I like this stuff in the first place, so I don't mind looking at his artwork. And it's artwork to me, man. Any of that kind of stuff, that's artwork. It's you put so much time. I mean, I know it's forging, but it's it's you have to have some kind of artistic ability to do this kind of shit. And uh, I was like, hell yeah! So 
I never win anything. Mark, Mark wins everything. Mark gets in a fucking thing. Mark's like the sweepstakes fucking winner. Might as well not even put I didn't, your I didn't fucking, I didn't even tag Mark because I didn't want him to fucking win it. <laughs> I want to give myself a half a chance. Mark's like Publishers Clearinghouse. <laughs> yeah, he, they're like at his house every other fucking week just giving him thousands of dollars. But So no, I won this little fucking knife, man. It's a tiny little buck knife. But uh, it fits in a full hand and real ergonomic, to be honest. It's deer antler for the handle. Yeah, deer antler for the handle. It's probably like a, what, a two and a half inch blade? Yeah, three inch blade? Yeah, about as close to three inch. Yeah, man. S- same size as that. But it, it's a it's a thick blade. This it isn't, is thick. This isn't a like a small paring knife. It's no, a, it's a it's, really broad. It's gonna be a skinning, almost a almost shank. just a downsized skinning knife. Thick. It's a shank. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be three three well, eighths in the back. I would call that a downsized skinning knife. You know, because it, yeah, it's got it's like a, a it pairing is. size. Somebody will be happy to skin your deer with that. Yeah, somebody's gonna be very no, happy when no, I pull no. it off my waist. So I go over my uh, my brother in law's, and uh, for Christmas, and his dad had bought some uh, just random sheath sheaths, and not leather. Knowing, yeah, leather sheaths that he wouldn't even know, know where they're gonna fit this. You know, every way, but. He had him. He bought him in bulk when he could have got him. He got him real cheap, and uh, he ended up having one. He's like, "Here," and I took that. He was like, "Oh, awesome! It fit right perfectly into it." So, I'm happy. I'm a happy camper with that one. Thank you, Finch's Forge. That was a good win. And you know, I, I would go and buy other stuff off him too. I've seen a lot of his other work. I mean, it's it's some a young man too. Like I said, 19 year old kid. It's into that kind of craft. It's it's that's rare to see. I think, and ah, it's a cool kid. I go buy some shit off him. Something that's nice if you're going to go buy somebody like a nice a gift. gift. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sig- Something to keep oh, in the I mean, family for like I mean, lifetimes. That, that right there, you could get whatever engraved on the handle. It's a pretty dope little setup. I mean, it it's clean. There's yeah, no oh, doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. It isn't. This is not like some, uh, you know, put together piece. This no, is polished no. here. It's a nice, nice looking knife. So, congrats on winning, Jason. No, not even winning. Just you back in the kid, saddle. Man, that kid, dude. That kid does cool stuff. That's that's cool stuff. I that's beyond me. I don't. I wouldn't be able to put the time in. If if someone wants to watch something on TV about people making knives and swords and stuff, there's a show on Disco- yeah. on Discovery. Uh, you watch it? No, this is different. Forged one. in fire. No, this is no. a different one. I've I've been through that. <laughs> okay. This is on Discovery on Demand. It's called Big Giant Swords. It's this Irish asshole named Irish Mike, and he has a YouTube channel and he has a another fat guy filming him on YouTube and his name's Ameramike because he's American <laughs> and it's just these two rednecks making these giant swords that are like six feet long they're so ridiculous but they're sweet but it's super entertaining yeah the, they end up sweet yeah the blades it's, and all the working is sweet yeah, yeah that's it's, the cool stuff it's it's not so much about the craftsmanship but it's watching the assholes I love it <laughs> <laughs> so what? Everybody got skunked except Jason. Yeah, it's oh. a damn shame. The fuck's going on this year? <laughs> End of that. <laughs> I'll go. I'll, I'll go bad story. Baby. That's for the way twenty twenty has been. Oh no! I was just say all well for twenty twenty. Looking back at it now because it's over for oh. fishing wise. It was man. I can't complain. I had no. a really good year. Fucking amazing. Best musky year. year I've had. I've had really a lot of pike. I got into <laughs> bowfin, which was fun. I didn't even fish. I, mean, I, I can't amazing complain. Year. I caught my first salty fish on the fly. Mm-hmm. Stripers. Yeah. I had a fun year with the hybrids. I had a fun year with smallmouth this year. It was a good year for the river because it was low and at least at least fishable. 
got to at one point bitching about not having enough water, but when there's too much, you can't fish at all. So when it's a little low and, you know, you can wish for some water, you're like, always think, huh, well, it could be just be way too much. <laughs> it could be way fucking worse. So, you know, we had a good year. I, I got to fish the river plenty. I had tons of fun. That's one thing I want to do more next year. Yep. Get on there more with you. Ain't, hey, it, it. who knows what the Mother Nature's going to deal it's with us this it. year, man. It's going to be a We could be hard-pressed to get 20 yep. days on it. Or the yeah. Army Corps. Mother Nature or, yeah. or the Army Corps. <laughs> yeah, Mother Nature and the Army Corps. I think this year, though, we're setting up to be a lot more proactive with options. Oh, we're, sure. We're sure. going to find alternative ways this year that we probably didn't in the past. Definitely. Oh, we'll be fishing there's regardless. A, yeah, there's a lot of ideas out there that we got to play with this year. And I think we're going to find some really cool water we haven't yet. I'm and, excited and for I 21, hope, big time. I hope our water's... I hope our river's on. Oh, if absolutely. it's on point, it'll be on point. We'll just be having a good time. Gotta keep you the fuck off of it every day. <laughs> and <laughs> I tough, go down man. here and fish it again, the same way. Yeah, you looking no, like uh, me? Not always Dick. the same way. You look like me. I change at least twice a year, Jason. Uh, like me you. too. Poppers and not poppers. <laughs> <laughs> surface, subsurface. Jason's game changers and smaller game changers. <laughs> <laughs> White game changers, <laughs> half white game changers. Hey, hey, hey. Clouser minnow or the game changer. Okay, get it oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Early season. I <laughs> fucking will throw rest the clouser. Of season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Early season, rest of season. I like You're it. right, Jace. Oh no, that's a dude. That that thing is a jookie flyer. Probably application everywhere for it. It's just it's everybody's cup of tea. I'm getting a cramp, so I gotta back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, what the heck is he doing? I can't talk no more. <laughs> He knocked a picture <laughs> off the wall. He's, he's, you having a cramp or a heart attack? Bro, that's what happened when that buck came in. I still got him. <laughs> oh. It's a small heart attack or a stroke. Yeah, the, the buck came in and it happened. Yeah. Chase is menstruating. <laughs> so, guys, do we got anything else we want to hit on tonight? I just opened a beer. No. Okay, man. No, no, I'm good. No, that, no, like we talked about, it's been a fun year. I, I really enjoyed the bowfin as well, Mark. Yeah, that was that good was time. something very that was different. Cool. Uh, That'll be fun to expand on. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm ready to have a little more fun. I'm getting a different boat, so be clanking that thing into the walls. I'm gonna get my tinny up and going, like next week. We're gonna have vessels on vessels. Yeah, then we could put like a saw blade on the back and drive it on the ice. Yes. What? Make that. Yeah. Make that, bro. Yeah, you put the salt like in. It's like a wheel, but it has friction. A, a, a boat motor with a saw blade instead of propeller. Oh yeah, dude, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm telling you, Broski, you can make it out of an old tractor motor. Hey, at least if you're on the boat, you won't feel scared about fucking falling in, right? Dude. Number one reason to take a boat ice fishing. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, if I fall in, what? at least I'm not falling in. Shit's going south. Get in the boat. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to die. Did you guys watch the Fur yeah, Hat right. Ice Tour? Isn't that something better? The what? The Fur Hat Ice Tour. Uh-uh. The Meat Eaters YouTube ice fishing series. Just start? No, it just finished. Oh, okay. Um, but it's, it's on YouTube perpetually. Forever. Um, <laughs> Yanni went up to uh, Wisconsin, and they were fishing, like, uh... Beer fishing? No, they did that too, but they were fishing up mouths of bays and canals, and they had open water, so they were in an airboat. Like the airboats they had down in the Everglades and sure, stuff. Sure. Right oh, up no to shit. It. 
Yeah, they were on that in Wisconsin, just driving around over open water to get to safe ice. ice. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. It was pretty sweet. River fishing then. That's fucking insane. Nuts. Yes. Yeah, man. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's another ice fish. Ice fish or die? Have you heard of it? No. I think it's another series. They got it. Something. I don't know if it's Nat Geo or one of them guys fish, got it. I know Fisher dies on Nat Geo. Well, there's a must be an ice fish and die or some. You will ice a little fish too and crazy die. Crazy for me. Ah, it's hardcore shit. Like ultimately, it's about beating the elements to enjoy yourself. Yeah. It's, think we're gonna get it this year? Well, I do, but that's just <laughs> a hoper. You know, I our weather bounces around here. We are underneath what. You know what I mean? Could be cold air. It's fucking freezing right now. My niece was over yesterday, and they were over. All, all kind of kids were over here playing yesterday. And my niece barred my boots because she didn't bring boots here. She didn't think about playing in the snow with the other kids. Yeah. She tried going out in the fucking pond, soaked my boots, which means she, like, just on the dock, she put her feet out and, like, tried standing up but held onto the dock. Uh. Broke through, got my boots soaking wet on the inside. That's good for them. Damn it, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> they already stunk because I wear them with no socks when I go out to get firewood. So do you got a boot dryer? <laughs> no, I have a house. It's my wife keeps it like seventy five. You got to get a boot dryer, man. Hang them upside they're, down. They're nice. <coughs> he has, also has the uh, the fireplace. Wood. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're nice stuff. The it boot takes, dryer, though. No, I use it the takes boot dryer two. All the time. Well, if you're looking for a dry boot right now, that's not the thing. It well, takes no, I, I wasn't gonna wear them today or anything. I tell you what, though, yesterday going to going down, all the creeks were blowing slush. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Both did, creeks. Did you see the, the live cam of uh, Elk Creek at Uncle John's? Mm-mm. Locked up tight, man. Was it? Really? I was going to look. I was going to look. Dude, it dumped snow up there. They got snow. Uh, we I, I don't On know about Erie area, but I know Cleveland, they got really pounded. Yeah, yeah. They were building it. My uh, sister-in-law was building igloos with their kids. Like oh, they, fucking they igloos, got two literally. Feet, I don't know, 14? They're, they're up over the foot. To, I don't know, total-wise. Hell, it didn't stop snowing for like two days. Here. Here, yeah. Here. I could imagine up there. It was fun. Yeah, was no, nice. Beautiful, yeah. Beautiful white No, we're looking right in the teeth of a 40-degree week. Yeah, oh, af- yeah. After it was, what, 35 today, they're looking at 39 tomorrow. and Put some water one in cold the cold 49 day on Thursday, back to 32 over the weekend with teens. So make your mind up, Ohio. PA, come, come on. Get together here. It's never going to make some wind up. Well, I mean, you could still fish, Mark. That's kind of the good thing. I mean, it very seldom will. Well, I mean, outflow wise, you got it. It's always going to be good. But it's got to be like 15 for like a month. Problem is, is as soon as you get below 20, your guides are just so doggone frozen up most of the time. Air, air temp. Like today, you couldn't beat a day like today. No, today's been perfect. I was out there. Uh, just a jacket and sweatpants on sled riding hill. After after nice. after one, ten o'clock. Oh yeah, this morning was brutal, but there was yeah. very little wind. So yeah, you don't got to get early start in the winter. I always tell people that. No, there is no rush. There's no sense. Still a no. bite all day. And with any even like musky wise, they're gonna wait for that middle of the day warm up. They're you know I mean yeah, yeah you, you don't, may but you're gonna be hard pressed well, if you're talking 10, 15, 20 degrees now. In musky game, nobody's in, out there racing trying to cut you off either. No, <laughs> not like steelhead. Fish through this hole before everybody else gets here. <laughs> Let me fish through the slush. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's prime time though. Definitely right. some fishing to still spent, be had. Chad. What I say? I think we're spent. Happy New Year! And this show brought to you by Predator Fly Gear.
PredatorFlagGear.com. Hey, check out some A-Rex hooks. You can get them at arexhooks.com. Yeti, built for the wild. Sims Fishing. Find all the outdoor gear at simsfishing.com. Queen City Guiding. Check Ryan Evans out at queencityguiding.com. Hey, tonight's show has been recorded from the Urban Fly Co. Studios. Check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. And why not fishing? Check out their app, The Dot. Happy New Year, folks. Happy New Year, guys. Hey, we'll catch you all in 2021. Enjoy some Huey Lewis. Sunset.